Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Brandon and Logan, and we're back here with our week uh, NFL weekly recap. Uh, this is our week four recap of the 2023 uh, NFL season, and we have a lot to discuss in this episode. A lot of really interesting games were played this past week. Um, a lot of shutouts as well, some shockers and some interesting revelations with not only Deshaun Watson opting out to play the, the day of the game, he told his team he couldn't go, or we could talk about Christian McCaffrey's historic performance. There's so many things to discuss here. Or Justin Fields' historic performance. <laughs> he did have a good game for himself. history. He, and Bears history. And I will say this, if they were able to just hold the line, they, they would have come away with their first win, but that's something we'll get into for sure. We're also going to be getting into Brandon's power rankings after we do the recap this week, just to change it up, because it makes a little more sense. We're going to talk about all the teams and their performances, that way he can kind of briefly go through his list in kind of a better fashion, if you will. And then we're also going to be getting into our Week 5 predictions for the upcoming week of this uh, season, and just going over what we think is going to happen and stuff like that. But Brandon, Logan, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, thank you everyone out there for listening in, and make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, shout out to Brandon for putting in a lot of work on the TikTok. We have another clip up today if you guys want to check that out. It's about the New York Football Giants, and we're going to get into a lot of, you know, Giants football discussion today. I'm sure we're all going to touch up on our clubs that we we root for, you know, in the respective time that we have. Uh, but genuinely, let's get into this, and we'll we'll start off with, uh, you know, some positivity. And this was a this was a great game for me. I, I can't lie. Thursday night, the Detroit Lions went into Lambeau. And just dominated the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love at a QBR of 7. It just was not a good game for pretty much anyone wearing a Packers uniform. Yeah. There were some bright spots on their defense here and there making good plays up front. But it was really the story of the Lions kind of coming into their own. Dan Campbell is the first coach in 40 years to beat the Packers four times in a row. That's a achievement. Mm. That is something to think about. Uh, I, I like them even more now. Yeah, me. I think that's something to look at going forward especially because they're coming into Ford Field next time we meet. And, only coach ever? Yeah, uh, only coach in 40 years to beat them four years. times in a row. Wow. Four decades. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. That's And it also goes to show how amazing the, the Packers have been. That and only think about how short of a time that Dan Campbell been there too. And he started out rough. It's what, year three or four? It's year three. Year he three. started out rough, wow. bro. He, he started, now they're in their last I think 14 games are 11 and three. They're up there with uh, Kansas City, the Eagles. Like they're up there with some elite clubs. It's, and it's just funny to hear that. I know you guys being a division rival in the last 14 games are 11 and three. The Lions of all people, and in the Bears last 14 games, we're on 14. Oh, 14, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. And we've given up 25 points or more in every single one of those games. <sighs> That's what? How? I saw I saw a stat earlier today. Um, if the Chiefs in their last 14 games gave up 25 points or more, they'd be 2-12. and 12. So it just goes to show you that... What a defense no matter, do. Yeah, no matter what issues you have going on on the offensive side of the ball and off the field, if your defense is doing that, you really have no chance to win. Facts. I agree with that. But, guys, I do want your two cents. But just real quickly on this Thursday night game, and don't worry, Brandon, we're going to get into that Bears game. I know, I know you have a lot to unload, and I know there's a lot of pent-up frustration I, I would be as well. Trust me, I saw this for two years. Well, actually, one and a half years with the Lions. That 61-yarder from Justin fucking Tucker to 
Yeah, Dear, yeah right. whatever that, bro. Record-breaking. Th- like three weeks in a row we lost by Off field goal. Off the bar and in. Yeah. Bro, what what was that? But let, let's... Record-breaking yes. kick. Like... Yes. I, I know. I know the pain of having a, a historically shit... Uh, it's, yeah, it's, happened, it's happened to the Giants, too. We, we, we've, all, we've all been there losing by field goals. Brandon, I mean, different case. The Lions... <laughs> the Lions... But I'm not going to lie, though. If you're a Lions fan out there, you've never had anything. Like, this club no, has never yeah. had a single achievement, ever. The last time they won a playoff game was 1992. 0-16 could be an achievement. That Yeah, I, I, I guess. The Bears might go 0-17 and eclipse that. And, and fun fact, I don't know who told me this. I think it was one of you guys, but the D.C. of the Packers right now is the same D.C. of the Lions in the 0-16 season. So I like the sound of it. I like the sound of it, too. I didn't. I, Logan, was that you that told me that? And shout out to Logan with some, some insider information, if you will. But getting back to this Thursday night matchup, Jared Goff played well. I'm not going to lie. He had some of the best throws of, the, of his career. Mm. Did not have the best you know, game on paper, but he did what he had to do to win. Outdueled the other quarterback. Really showed that he's a, a good... Po- like, no, not good. He's an elite pocket passer. I agree. He off-platform. He showed off-platform throws. And I, I'm honestly never seen him do that. Never seen him. But like some of the throws to Sam Laporta, he rolled out left. like Had to hitch his body around. High pointed the ball on a little drag route. It was... You know, a six-yard throw, but it turned into a 23-yard gain. And it was just something, like, I, yeah. I see out of, like, a Joe Burrow. I, something I see out of a Justin Herbert. And, like, you know, it did take him a little longer to get to this point. But, like, I think he's that here. he's yeah. here. And he's yeah. still growing, bro. And, honestly, in this game, just one other thing I had to... I want to touch, touch up on on the pod. Because I didn't do a post-game. Well, I did a post-game, but I didn't really go in-depth on this. But after the game, because, like, before the game, Ryan Fitzpatrick and... Uh, Tony Gonzalez were literally saying Jared Goff is a poor man's Matt Ryan on Man. national television. And they called him out about it. He too. did after the game. Like I've never seen him with that kind of confidence or swagger like ever. And even Richard Sherman and and Whitworth were right next to him, patting him on the back. And like I was watching, I was like, damn, bro, this feels good. Like he's like he he's owning that shit, bro. And like he's one, he's good. like honestly, he's my favorite player in the league. You just gotta get one of those pictures, but him in a Lions jersey now, man. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. If you're in my room, I, I there you go. yeah, I, I just got to get one with the Rams. But I do have a signed fucking Cal like, picture, you know, and like he's like going from a Sam Bradford fan to this, like it's a huge jump up, mm. obviously. But uh, just kind of similar parallels with like never really had like a chance with their first team, but like Sam really never had a chance. Period. But yeah, he, he showed what he had. Injuries. But Jared, he's a tough, gritty guy. Gets hit he, when he gets hit, he gets up. And he puts up a fight. He never, he's never going to lose you the game in a Detroit Lions uniform. We've never seen him do that. We, we never have. He threw the pick six against the, Fal- uh, the Seahawks, but he still got them to OT. Still marched the, the team down the field. He was always remained poised. That's never true. did that with the Rams. Three and one. Three and one. Three and one. That's we started crazy. out one and six last year. Started out zero oh and six the year before. That's crazy. This is different. This is different. The, the waves are changing in that division. And the Lions are going to own it this year. I think they're going to win it handedly. Um, but all-out domination by the defense as well, allowing the least amount of rush yards per game, 60.8. Best rush oh, defense yeah. in the league. Coming from historically the worst defense in the first eight games of the season last year in the NFL, in NFL history. Yeah, oh, Campbell's got them boys going. They, they'll die for him, bro. I, I firmly believe that. They, they have a culture there, and they're... They're gonna ride it till it burns out. The Giants need to fucking take some notes on that. So I think I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think every team in the NFL should take some notes from the Detroit agree, Lions, yeah. bro. But what are your guys' thoughts on this matchup? I think I've said enough. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I didn't really watch this one too in depth, but 
You know, I'm, I mentioned this in our uh, our Power Ranks episode, but the Packers just had, they have highs and lows, and you know, the Lions are just a better team than them, straight up. I mean, they beat them in Lambeau handily. So what are they going to do in Ford Field? Might be five times in a row now for the Lions over the Packers. Uh, yeah, facts. So uh, we're definitely seeing some 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 change in the division for sure. But you know, you never know. It's still it's still very early. You know, it's not it's the, the fucking Bears could win fourteen games in a row. <laughs> you never know. No, no, <laughs> not this isn't Madden. <laughs> what do you think though, Brandon, in this game? Honestly, I was kind of let down. Just as a fan of yeah, the sport, yeah, yeah. wanting to see a better game. But in the end, it was a Thursday night game. Do we ever really see good Thursday night games? The past two years, primetime games have been shit. It's, yeah. It's Thursday night. And, but I do think, do you know when they match up again this season, off the top of your head? I don't. No, I think it's I think it's after both teams' bye weeks, though. Let me, um, later. Oh, it's actually pretty later. soon. So we got oh. week 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, no, week 11. Okay. So we got... A little under two months from now, six, seven weeks from now. And one thing that did stand out to me, obviously, Christian Watson still finally coming back into the yeah. offense on the snap count. Aaron Jones came back on a snap count. And the Packers only had 27 rushing yards. He already went on IR. Yeah, and so they're missing a lot. Now, I'm saying this more so just because I think the next matchup will be a lot better and a lot closer once Matt LaFleur can actually create, creatively scheme up Aaron Jones in this mm-hmm. offense the way he's done when he's had him and healthy. Christian Watson. And Christian Watson. Now, I still think Detroit beats them in the second yeah, matchup, yeah, especially yeah. in Ford Field, I but just so. as an overall fan, seeing a better matchup in the two better teams in this division right now, and I think it's going to be a lot more of a more of a show going mm-hmm. forward, but I think the Lions just absolutely dominated this. I mean, they controlled time of possession by 15 minutes. They had a whole quarter <laughs> of the ball more than the Packers did. Yeah. They created turnovers. They stacked them five times. They're up what twenty four to three, twenty seven to three at halftime. Twenty seven to three at half. They let their at foot Lambeau off the gas. Last the time quarter. we saw that, I mean, they talked about it on the broadcast too. Was when it was the first season the Bears got Khalil Mack, and it was Week One at Lambeau. We were up twenty nothing at halftime. Aaron Rodgers goes into that locker room hurt before mm-hmm. halftime. What does he do? Comes right back out after limping and being chuckered off the field with those four touchdowns and beat us. I remember. So, oh, how? Was, so, I don't know. I'm sure there were some Lions fans out there sort of worried about that happening yeah, again, especially because they showed and it they, on the they broadcast. They started, they started like... Yeah, but once again, like you said, Logan, they just... The Lions showed they were a better team yeah. and it was evident that night and they just slapped him in the mouth, really, emphatically. And Dan Campbell, like already touched on, got his fourth one in a row against the Packers, first coach in 40 years, which is insane. But yeah, there's really not much else to be said. I predicted the Lions to win this division when the season started. I predicted them to finish second last season, which they did. I mean, didn't start out looking that way. No. And it just took a fucking... A 180. A, yeah, a 180. Something and like a, a, a once in every 10-year type of <laughs> season that you see really from a team that took them to finish second. But I still believe them in them then. I believe in them now. I've just been sold on MCDC from the start. And there's just something different there, man. And it doesn't matter who they're drafting. It just seems to be a hit. I still think Jameer Gibbs is going to be awesome. They find user players. Jack Sawyer's an animal. Sam Laporte's a dog. Aiden Jack Hutchinson, Campbell? Uh, yeah, Jack Campbell's a dog. Yeah, I was thinking of... Me, yeah. Sawyer is the guy... I was thinking of... Uh, fuck, there is a Jack Sawyer. I forget who he plays for, though. Um, yeah, I think so. But he's a dog. Laporte's a dog. Brian Branch is a dog. Hutchinson, the second-year man, is a dog. Brian Branch is uh, second in uh, good young like, talent. Bet like 
the um second in bets to like win defensive rookie of the year really? right now. Yeah. Is it Warren Will Anderson? Uh Jaylen no Jalen Carter. Yeah, Jalen Carter. Um Will Anderson's doing his thing too. Devin Witherspoon. Story defensive might. touchdown sort of Devin. Dude, Devin Witherspoon is a fucking dog. That's um, Dan's fault for that. <laughs> but my last my last takeaway on this game is just David Montgomery as a whole. I'm happy to see him succeed. He has five touchdowns in th- three, four games. It's literally three lines now. Jamal Williams. And yeah. he had that all of last season, I think, maybe less. And But, I mean, every time he touches the ball, I'll say this, he gets like five yards a, a, a clip, bro. He's a grinder. He in the second half he does once the once he starts taking a toll on the defense with because he's still gonna get, I mean he still averaged three and a half, three point eight yards per carry this game oh, okay but a lot of that was just from the first half and you can see in the, late in the fourth quarter late in the third quarter those two three yard runs start to break into eight nine even ten plus yard runs he's you know tired. and we saw we saw a little bit of that in Chicago but now we're really seeing it utilized efficiently in Detroit so it kind of hurts me a little bit. Um, I think, but I'm happy for him, and this is sort of what he brings you, and mm-hmm. this is what we knew that he could bring. It was just a matter of them using him right, and like you said, a lot of Jamal Williams asked as far as just being a touchdown whore. But the <laughs> biggest thing is that they're really he's a, he's, a, he's a grinder. Yeah, he's gonna. That's the thing I liked about him the most, and really appreciated with him being a bear was every fucking snap he's gonna fight for every inch, and he's gonna lower shoulder, and he's probably gonna break a tackle or two, but still get swarmed just because. He's not an explosive back. He's not an elusive back. He's not going to hit the hole and just burst with speed like a Jameer Gibbs would, you know? Yeah. But he's a bruiser. He's going to wear the defense down. And when it comes to later on, if you can get a, a lead, bro, he's the back that you want to milk that lead out. And that's what we're sort of seeing from him. So a little bittersweet because I'm happy for him, but also a little bit bitter because so with the Lions, too, and the yeah. way that he left the Bears is a shame. But he's kind of refracted on his retracted on his statements after he left Chicago, um, he kind of shaded us a little bit, but just came out saying how loyal the Bears fans are earlier today or yesterday. But, I mean, it's just doing a PR stunt at that point. Yeah. But overall, just domination by the Lions. What were you going to say, Logan? Yeah, I think, um, it's like, David Montgomery had, what, 32 carries? Yeah. Yep. That's not going to sustain with the season. So, what I think they're doing is they're, like, using him right now, and then end of the season when teams are injured... And then get tired more, you know, quicker. That's when Jameer Gibbs is gonna be unleashed. Cause he's like the change up right now. Yeah, he's right. like the change of pace back. Right, he, I, I, he's gonna be used more and more as the season goes on. Cause David Montgomery, no running back can carry thirty carry, can handle handle thirty carries a game. So, I think right now they're they're gonna use him like that. But Jameer Gibbs, fantasy owners, you Trevor, I, I think you're fine. If you're fine right now, just. Yeah, when he started against the Falcons and was the premier back, he didn't do bad at all. I just hope he's not explosive play reliant and big play reliant. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I still think Montgomery's going to be getting around that mm-hmm. 20 to 24 carry range a game. That's, he, he had his whole career. He's just known for it. He's durable. He can do that. But it's going to be on Gibbs to really make the most out of his touches, even when it does get increased. And I just hope he doesn't become dependent on that big play touchdown. Because he's nine times out of ten, he's not getting the ball inside the five yard line. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. But I um I do think that like they're gonna be once Jameer starts getting those touches, they're gonna play really well off each other. Oh, I agree. Really well off each other. I agree. Other. And they have David for another another two, two years, years, so like it's gonna grow and hopefully just what get was it, better. Three year twelve mil? 
18. Yeah, I was 18. 18? Oh, wow. Yeah. He got he got a, he got his bag, That's you know. Bad. I respect it. It's not like anything crazy, probably a little generous, but I would say so. I I think like especially just don't get me wrong. I like I said, I'd love to see him succeed. I'd really enjoyed him as a bear, but that's a little generous to me. They, but good for him. They probably get out of it. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. And like they didn't pay Jamal, so I was yeah. surprised and they paid he David. He was probably gonna get more just because of his touchdown value yeah, that season. Yeah, but that's just the market. It, it is. Really is. But uh, before I forget, though, I want to give a shout out to Jerry Jacobs. He, oh yeah, he had a great game. Five tackles, four pass deflections. He was just all over the field, making play after play, and. Someone I haven't really ever heard about, but someone that stood out to me watching that He's game. He's been with us for two years. He's had his ups and downs, man. He, mm. he really has. He he had a rough year last year. I'll say that much. But it's good to see him come into his own. He's not really going to be heavily relied on. He was literally our CB2. Mm. And right now he's you know yeah. he's going to be confidently with Emmanuel Mosley getting his debut start and Cam yeah. Sutton at two. I, which will be a deserve. Three. Yeah, third year man out of Arkansas. Yeah, so looking like he might pan out for you guys. Trying, he might be seeing all that other... All that, all the other rookie wave and all these other young guys, like, oh shit, I might not be here much longer if I don't, if I don't step, step it up. up. <laughs> yeah, two picks, I'll take it. Fuck yeah. But the next game, let's get into uh, the Sunday bracket here, guys. Uh, London, we have uh, pretty much Jacksonville's second home field. If Play you there will. again this coming week too. They do two weeks in a row, which is cool. Um, but the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars played the Atlanta Falcons, and they handedly won twenty-three to seven. Jacksonville goes to two and two. The Falcons go to two and two as well. Um, obviously, me and Logan talked about this off mic, but Desmond Ritter just does not looking good right now. Um, I've been high on him. I have hope in him, but it's just not looking like there's a scheme that's gonna put him in success. Like in my opinion, like he had that nice throw to Drake London, but like it wasn't. It was garbage hour. Like the game was over. Um, but just the pick six and then the pick and the drive after, it just really didn't look good on him. But I can't throw him under the bus because I still believe in Sam Howell and look what Sam Howell did after a four pick game near brought to OT against the fucking Eagles. I got to give Sam Howell credit for that. I'm going to give Desmond Ritter the benefit of the doubt. Say, you know, hopefully he bounces back. You know, if he can play within the system like a Brock Purdy, I think he could be an efficient, you know, quarterback, but they got to have the right coaching there and maybe they just don't. But uh, this was not a good win for the this was not a good loss for the Falcons. They've lost two in a row. Not not a good look, but the Jags you know, still look disappointing, but uh, at least they come out with a good gritty win. win yeah, you know, it's a good win. But what are you guys' thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, the Falcons, like I said in the recap, teams have just found a way to beat them. Just make Desmond Ritter beat you, and it works every time. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think he's not that athletic. He kind of has a weak arm. It's not all on him, because like I, like you said, Brock Purdy succeeds, but you gotta look at what Brock Purdy has around him compared to what. Desmond Ritter has around. I mean, Desmond Ritter doesn't I mean, have bad weapons. still have anymore. Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Drake it's still London. Good. I'm still yeah. taking he's the just, Niners. He's still succeeding. I'm still taking the Niners over there. Well, that's not what the Giants have. Yeah. For sure. They have a better offensive line than us, too. Better than what the Chiefs have. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey, yeah. On, on paper, yeah. Like, as a whole, their offense mm-hmm. is more in-depth. But um, I, I do think coaching is an issue, though. The scheme is just not It's efficient. not working. No. They want to they want to run the ball a lot, but the pass game is suffering yeah. greatly. It is, and Kyle Pitts is not getting involved. No, they must have trade him. John, John Smith more has targets, more yeah. targets and more yards this and season. Catches. Than him. Everything. <laughs> That's bad. I mean, I'm just looking at the offensive coordinator from the for the Falcons right now, Dave Ragone. He just, if I'm saying his name right, just doesn't look like kind of looks like you, Logan, in a way. 
I, sorry, I guess. Sorry, I to, guess. No insult. No, no, I take that back. The guy looks like Mr. Clean. Kind of looks like. Kind of looks like Adam Gaze in a way. Has yeah. that just dead stare. Bro, is that a human? I don't know, but he also has a picture of him and bears attire. So that's <laughs> and that says a lot. Guy from that the says bears, a lot like, for the Falcons. Just... And because I don't think it's Arthur Smith. I don't think it's Arthur Smith at all. I think Arthur Smith's a top ten, top fifteen coach in this league, and he is the reason that the Falcons are so competitive and bought into the culture there. But for me, realistically, I think the Falcons are really a quarterback away from being a legit contender in the NFC. And they have the back end of that defense solidified now with Jesse Bates and A.J. Terrell. Their front, seven, their front seven's stout, but it's just not... It's a bend, don't break. They need some pass yeah. rushers. Kalias Campbell's there, Grady Jarrett's there. Two very, very good defensive linemen, but... They're going to get younger there. They're old. They're not going to impact the game the way they once would. And... When you're not generating pressure on the quarterback, when you're comparing them, saying they could be a, when when you're saying they could be a contender in the NFC, you got to put them up against the the I almost said the Giants, Jesus, the Cowboys, the Eagles, 49ers. the Forty ers and if you the can't Lions. get pass rush, yeah, the Lions, if you can't get pass rush to those teams, they're just gonna pick you apart. And no matter how good your secondary is, if you're just sitting there like ducks, when you have quarterbacks like. I mean, Dak Prescott's still mobile and can throw the ball. He'll probably throw it to the wrong person. Um, but you got Jalen Hurst, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff. They're just going to pick you apart when they have all the time in the world. Daniel you know? Jones. Um, but <laughs> oh, Dan. One thing that also stands out to me was Josh Allen's monster game. He had Ooh. three sacks. Um, Trayvon Walker got a sack as well. They've been wanting to see a lot more out of him as far as a pass rusher and being the number one yeah, pick what? from last year. One sack. One sack. Um, he's had a little bit of a slow start to his career. Yes, I think I think he's on track though. I think he's going to be a really good player. And it sort of worked out for him that Aiden Hutchinson's just sort of taken all the limelight because mm. it's he's starting to get a little bit more compared to him now. Yeah, he's he, they're starting to compare them more now that we're a season and some change in. But I mean, all throughout last season, obviously you didn't hear about Trayvon Walker, but it's not like all the spotlights on him and they're he talking about him. He's sort of just going under the radar. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson had three picks, bro. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Trayvon, like, he, he's a guy that, like, when he's on the field, you just look at him and you're like, holy fuck, like, that, that's a fucking it's, athlete. And that's what they drafted him for, just that's the raw saying. talent, like, you like, know? It's, it's just, like, that's a fucking athlete It's right just going to be a matter of time. And when you have someone like Josh Allen on the other end to learn from, and you still have Devin Lloyd and, I'm going to try to say his name, Fukusade. Something like that. Aluakon, yeah, okay. the leading tackler in all of NFL the last two seasons, came <laughs> from Indy before he went to Jacksonville. But it's yeah, a name you have not probably heard. No, um, but that, that, probably. Ja- that Jacksonville defense is very good, very stout, prone to be exposed, which we've seen by CJ Stroud just like, a week before. Even like Rayshon Jenkins. Rayshon Jenkins is good. Tyson Campbell's good. They have a very good team. Andre Sisco is no slouch at the safety position. I like him, bro. He's good. And But what what's caught my eye this game is that they won it with only one offensive touchdown, which was the first drive That's to crazy. Calvin Ridley in the first quarter. And other than that, the only other touchdown was the pick six. Yeah. And they still won this game 23-7. to It was a lot closer than it's the scoreboard. It kind of them, though, wasn't it? Yeah, the scoreboard made it a lot closer than it really should have been. Um, Bijan Robinson just continues to prove that he's an X-factor, but he's just not enough. <laughs> yeah. He's a running back. But every time he touches the ball, something it's fucking electric, happens, bro. Yeah. And he's going to produce. I mean, he had, I think, another 19 carries for 100 yards or something like that. The Jags are still off, offensively trying to find their stride. But if I think their defense continues to play like this, but again, they're trying to make Desmond Reader, or Ritter beat them, and that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So you can't write home too much about it. 
But it's it's something that if you're a Jags fan, you it's a definitely a positive, positive game. And it's a game that you wanted to see a result like this. Maybe not so much from the offensive side of things going into a game against Buffalo next week. Yeah, I agree. And the next game on the Sunday uh, bracket was the uh, Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Miami went into Buffalo, uh, and this was in Buffalo, correct? Yep. Yeah, and they actually, you know, probably came in on their high horse from the 70-point win, and they got smacked in the mouth 48-20. to 20. Both teams are now 3-1. and one. That division looks very spicy. Um, but the Dolphins really struggled. Tua made some bad throws. I can't lie, he looked very pedestrian in this game. And overall, Josh Allen had he had a monster Dominated, performance, yeah. bro. And you know, this is a guy that I, I'm very critical of this team. And you can check the receipts and listen to what I say on the pod. But they're not they're not going nowhere. They're, they're not here. going anywhere. They're very competitive. But I just don't like like what have you done for me lately in the playoffs? Is all I have to ask about this team. They remind me of the Cowboys and clutch like moments. Um, obviously, that Patrick Mahomes win like that's just like a one of one game. Like you can't like what are you gonna do? You know. But like every other time, it's like. Damn, bro. Like, your window's been open for, like, fucking four years now. Like, it's still open. It's still open. It looks like it's still open, but they, they got to worry about Dolphins. The Dolphins aren't going to forget this. They're not. They showed them that they can dominate them. They, they did, but what are they going to do if they go to Miami in that heat? Who knows? It's going to be later on in the season. It'll be all right. It is, but I right. still believe <clears throat> that the Dolphins will win this division. I know this obviously proves otherwise. They did just we'll lose to the, the Bills. It's a long season. It is a long season, but... I, I, what else can I say about this game? It was just domination by the Bills. They really shut the Dolphins down in every aspect of the game. A um, couple of good plays on defense from the Dolphins here and there, but just other than that, just I, I can't really say much. Uh, that guy, uh, I can't pronounce his name, the running back. Achan. Achan, yeah. He's he's a dog. A- I, I like him. Achan. Achan. Achan? Okay. Sorry about that, bro. But you're you're a dog. I like you. Well, I, I still don't even like know what blood. it is. Like the commentators are saying Achan, but then other people are saying Achan and Achan, so... I don't know, but I dropped him in fantasy oh. the week before the Broncos game, and the then he has seven touchdowns in two weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dropped him in both my leagues. Oh, God. I, dra- I drafted him in the last round of both my leagues for this reason, knowing that this was going to happen eventually. Just stay patient. But I just I needed to fill roster spots in both leagues because of the injury, and I, I literally, it was between him and Eliza Mitchell, and I was more so banking on a CMC injury and Elijah Mitchell filling into that role and keeping him and being patient with him rather than being patient with Achan. So Cause I Rose, fucked that up. Mostert got shut down a little bit. I but, fucked that up um, big time. There was one play, I'm pretty sure it was in the first quarter, when I was watching it, and like Cody, his dad, everybody made a comment on this play. It was like Dawson Knox called like a little flat route and like bullied some dude, like bullied the fuck out of him, like stiff arm through him. And then, like, he kind of, like, ran through him, and then, like, his nuts were on his head, literally. So everyone was like, damn, like, he literally got nuts on his head. And that's what the Bills literally did to the Dolphins. They dropped their nuts, they dropped their nuts on, on the Dolphins. Literally. Not literally a Dolphin, don't get that mixed up, but, like, the team. Um. <laughs> but, like, I, I just remember that, that that was, like, setting the tone. Like, it was like Dawson Knox literally just fucking ran through somebody. I don't know who it was. Like, little boy to him, like, bad. Yeah, no, they just owned physicality. It, it literally, like, set the tone for the game. I, I you can appreciate that. Like yeah. I, I, I feel that. Like when you see that play that just like okay, I can kinda see where this is gonna go, you know, you can kinda see the future. I see it with the Giants every week. Oh Jesus. The funny I, thing I saw is, it from the fucking block field goal. You, <laughs> what if? What if? That didn't happen. No, what if they beat the Dolphins? 
We're not. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. We'll yeah, get into we'll that. get into we're, that. We're not. But, Brandon, what were your thoughts on this Buffalo Bills and Dolphins matchup that really resulted in just a dominating performance? Once again, Bills. I was kind of let down, sort yeah. of like the Packers and Lions game. Still a high-scoring and entertaining game, but just not as close as I thought it would be. And looking at it now, not so much surprised that the team that just dropped 70 points didn't come in and do the same. You know, it's, I mean, they still put up 20, but they just got dominated and got exposed on defense by a really, really good Bills team and a really good Bills offense. And that really has their run game humming now as well with James Cook. And even having someone like Latavius Murray coming in there as well, then there's one more back in that rotation that will come in there and get some valuable touches. I can't think of his name. Latavius Murray, James Cook. Uh, Damon Harris. Harris. Damon Harris from New England, yeah. And also, shout out to Matt Milano. He's, oh, a dog. he's a dog. Terrell Bernard. Um, I Dogs. Know, I know Cody and, and uh, Morgan would appreciate that. If you're listening they, to Bills fans out there, they, Matt Milano is a dog. Almost certain they lead the league in sacks and takeaways right now, and that's still without Vaughn Miller. Trey White did get wow. hurt in this game, which out very, for the season. very unfortunate. Yeah, out for the season. But, but you still have Jordan been Poyer. Before, yeah. yeah, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Like you said, they've been without them before. That's right, using Kyrie Hume again. And they're still waiting on... Um, I just had uh, Vaughn Miller to come back as well. You know what they do have though, right? First game active this week or this year, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, where uh, was yeah. he? Uh, I, didn't even, I forgot he even came back and played. I, I didn't <laughs> even know like what he. I mean, was good for him, him, but I completely forgot he came back and played. Like, let's not. Okay, like God, you know, let's let's say this. Thank God that he's okay, that he's well, and his family's okay. But stop the dick riding, like everyone out there, chill. Like, he's another player just like... He's a human being. I feel like it's more so just the media. It is yeah. the media, bro. But like that, but it also results into like everyone like... Oh, Without a... Hashtag Demar. Yeah. Like, it's like chill, bro. Like, every, like bro, but you got a sick like, mom. Are you saying hashtag They're just mom? trying to like, latch on to something. Yeah, and bro. Feel relevant with it. It's just like a weird thing to like elevate, bro. Like, the man needs privacy. It was a health condition. Like, yeah. respect that. You don't need yeah, to like yeah. broadcast it. Use it for views and clickbait. He's making the most out of it, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, merch and shit, bro, for him, fuck it. <laughs> Why I mean, not? He's one of the most popular NFL <laughs> players in all of football now. For what? That's crazy. What has he done? <laughs> you know, but, I mean, I'm not going to not get into it too much. We'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen had five touchdowns again. He's probably, him and McCaffrey right now are my two MVP candidates. And yeah. Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert. For me. <laughs> this game doesn't really mean much come playoff time, in my opinion. If you're a Bills fan and you're just a spectator of the lead, you just got to see him do it when it matters the most. Um, Hopefully it's out. The, the biggest, the biggest storyline to me this game, aside from Stephon Diggs just going off, yeah, oh my God. was the way that Buffalo was able to limit the passing game of the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill combined for seven catches and only 104 yards between the two. Tyreek Hill only had like 40 receptions and five catches or something, or 40 yards and five receptions or something like that. And that was the difference. I mean, they still put up 20 points without having Waddle or Hill involved. You know, so that I'm pretty sure Achan stored the only two touchdowns and they had two field goals, if I'm not mistaken. So, if you want to look at some silver lining, if you're a Dolphins fan, a game like that with Waddle and Hill only happens once in a blue moon. So, I mean, then you can also say if the Bills did it once, why can't they do it twice? But I would, I would bet more so on McDaniels and that offensive mind trying to figure out a way to get them more involved in the second match of this year in Miami. Um, and that's the game I'm definitely going to mark on my calendar. But overall, just domination by Buffalo in a game that really caught my eye. I agree. 
the next game is a game that really caught my eye personally. It was the Baltimore Ravens dominating the Browns, uh, 28 to three. The Ravens improved to three and one, and the Browns fall to two and two. Um, Deshaun Watson did not play. Uh, there was a whole speculation, and apparently the locker room was apparently very let down. They found out at 10:30 on Sunday he was not going to play. There's a whole story. What going was on. wrong? With, what happened? Um, I'm not even sure. He just told the team he was not ready to go. Like that's what is on Twitter, and that's what's speculating right now. Like there's there's a lot going on there. Um, uh, I don't know if it was like a sickness, if it was an injury, but like he was apparently ready to go Friday night, ready to go. They find out Sunday uh, Sunday morning, excuse me, uh, that he just wasn't wasn't gonna play. 10:30 a.m. Wow. So it, not a lot of time to prepare yeah. or get ready. That's why they scored three points and you know DTR. That's um, fucked. He didn't really have a good game by any means, but he was thrust thrown into in action <laughs> with no preparation. Just thrown in there. I imagine he had like no first team reps all week. But I'll say this about the Ravens: they look really good. I think they're going to win that division. I mean, I, I wanted the Steelers too. I thought the Steelers were going to win this division, but every week now the Ravens just kind of proved me wrong. Um, I gotta eat my words about Lamar because, like, I said he yeah. could not. You know, he he hasn't really showed me his refined passing ability. But you know, week one and two was not it. He he really struggled. And but last week and then this week, this past week, man, he had the, he had the best throw of his career in my opinion. Demarc Andrews in the back right of the end zone, 100%. that high point, was, that was beautiful. I was about to say there's a general consensus right now around the Ravens community that this last game against Cleveland was Lamar's best game of his career throwing the ball. It, it may have been and against a very fucking good Browns defense. That is uh, me especially. I've been high on all season. Oh yeah, I mean my like dude like. He made some plays, man. He was rolling out right. He was the classic MVP Lamar in this game, and it looked good. But another, can we see it week in and week another out? Another MVP dark horse, as of now. I agree with that yeah, statement. I agree. I agree with that. But what were you guys' thoughts on this win? And this is kind of a brief game. We can kind of just yeah. run over here. But yeah, I honestly, it's funny that you said this game caught your eye. It didn't really catch my eye at all once I heard Deshaun Watson. It caught my eye because of Lamar. That's why. Okay, fair enough. And to me, it was just a really boring game. And I was a little bit pissed because I had Zay Flowers in fantasy and he didn't really do much for me. And I bet on him to get seven targets. He got like four or five. Mm-hmm. Just game script, really. Yeah. But just a very boring game. Not much to really look at or dive into. I'm happy for DTR getting a start and getting some game time. But obviously just wasn't ready for anything no. like that. And I mean, that's a top five defense that he's lining up against with playmakers all over the ball. I mean, you have Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton in the secondary. You have Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen. And the middle level the linebackers, then, I mean, who was on that? Who was on that defensive line? Fucking the really fast guy from Penn State, the edge rusher. Odafe Owe. Oh yeah, yeah, away, Owe, and, whatever. And the, the then guy there's from Michigan, Ojabo. Was he playing? Ojabo, Ojabo's on there. Then don't playing? they have Michael oh, Pierce playing. too? Yeah. In the middle. I, I mean, just they got guys. There. It all just comes down. Me too. personally, you can name those guys all 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 day. But it just comes down to Harbaugh. Mm. That defense mm, exactly. is always going to yeah. be amazing and above He's average. He's a good coach. He, he, Those teams guy, too. I mean, has he done much since, obviously, Lamar's MVP season? And scratch that that amazing postseason run with Joe Flacco, the best postseason run by any quarterback of all time. Beat Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and then the young gun, Colin Kaepernick, in the Super Bowl. That mm. is the, that, in my opinion, I don't think you can argue that. But I, I want to see him. with Eli. I, I, yeah. I want to I see him take this team far. I, I want to see this go consistently can they can they manage like a 12 win season this year and can they get a first round by can they win a playoff game i don't know but i think right now i i would bet on it 
because Lamar is looking in form. And I think that's why it caught my eye. I, I, obviously, Cleveland was shut down in every aspect of the game, but Lamar just being able to prove me wrong, I, I respect that out of any player because, like, I never want to set my mind stone, you know, about a player. Because mm. if you're able to, you know, change your game, adapt or, you know, it's adapt or die in this league. It really is. That's yeah. why Bill Belichick's failing right now, but we'll get into that. And I think he's pretty versatile. I, I, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's done. I think his style, his style is kind of just... That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, he needs to change his, he needs to change his ways, bro. He needs to not be the GM of that team. They've not drafted any impactful players. What if he? Uh, what if the GM Bill Belichick fired the head coach Bill Belichick? Is that something that can happen? I I, like I, on paper, technically, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> step down as one. But uh, yeah. David Ajabo is actually still on IR. But yeah, they yeah. have him. Then I was looking into it some more. They still have Calvin Noy. They got Jadavion. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton. They got. Um, Adafe Oa, I think that's yeah. how you say his name. Jadavion Clowney's there, and yeah, that's they right, do have yeah. Michael Pierce do that. Malik Harrison's no slouch yeah, either. Defense. Dude, that's a great defense that DTR had to line up against without being ready or prepared at all, man. You just, as it's much hard. as you want to feel happy for him, man, you, damn, that's hard. But, um, I feel bad for him more than anything yeah. now. Other than that, just boring game I don't really pay much attention <laughs> to. But this next game uh, is a game that Brandon... I'm going to give you your piece on this, but I'm going to let Logan and I you know, go in for a couple seconds here. Um, me and Rush were watching this game, actually. This was the game that we were watching. you know, Because we I, was, I was like, oh my god, yes! I do I was, want to preface, though. That second half has been nothing new from the Bears. I was honestly more surprised with the first half than I was with the second half and how it ended out. I agree, but I, I was like... Man, I, I, I could not... like This was my biggest letdown of the week. <laughs> In my opinion, I know there there were some terrible games this week, but I was so and my mom too. She was cheering them out like, oh, my, we the were Bears. all yeah, we were all just like so invested. Yeah, and I'm like, no way. I see them coming back. I see Russ start doing Russ things, and yeah, my God, dude, that defense, bro. I think the Birmingham Stallions could have scored that those points on them. Mm. I I'm, agree. Not, I'm not gonna fuck Alex Magoo. I agree with with fucking Dion Kane. CJ Marable, I, I, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Bo Scarborough when he's healthy. Oh yeah, he's coming like, back. He got resigned we're by done. the way, and he's, his knee injury is 100. Like, percent bro. I, I don't know what happened. Move us to the spring league now. I I'm we'll sorry. I'll go there with you. All we'll, I have to we'll say is to Bears fans, I'm sorry. You guys deserve this win. Justin Fields had a really good game, and he set the franchise record for most completions in a row to start a game, which is good to see. Everyone's doubting his passing ability, shitting on him, and I. I I, well, what happened? The defense—it looked like the Lions in the first seven weeks of the, of the season last last year for for them. Like they mm. would put up points, but couldn't seal the deal or make terrible. a stop. It's terrible. And we were missing Jalen Johnson. We were missing Eddie Jackson. I think Jaquan Brisker as well. So I mean, very very depleted in the secondary. But it doesn't—they really wouldn't have made a difference in my opinion. Mm. Even when all three of them were on the field, still giving up twenty five fucking points a game. Damn. But Logan, just before Brandon, I know you're gonna do an episode on this on the Windy City mm-hmm. reports, but I do want to give you your your due time. But Logan, what were your thoughts on this game, real quick? Break it down. It's just the same old Bears. I'm sorry, Brandon, but they just find ways to lose, and it, it's just like, and like I know I know what it's like when I see a team just finding ways to lose because the Giants do it, have done mm-hmm. it in the last like six years, yeah, you and me, seven both, years. Right. So like, with you. so like when I see a team, like it's just like. You just find ways to lose somehow. Like you're you're winning, you're in good position, and somehow, boom, something happens. It's just the way the way the, uh, the ball rolls, you know. Yeah. Is it a curse? I don't know. 
It might be, bro. I don't know what's going Who set on. The curse. But I do know that, and I'm sure you'll get into this, but I know tonight, the game, I know this is probably going to be Matt Eberflus' last game. I want us game. to lose. Yeah. So he can be gone. I, I heard that <laughs> if he doesn't win, it's done. Yeah. And I don't, I don't dive into that so much as far as believing it. I don't really know how true it is. I, I'm, the have, source that posted it, I've never seen that source. The, um, but like when you actually break it down, they have the bye week coming up. They have. Oh yeah, it makes time. perfect sense. I just... I think they're just clamming on to the sources to make a prediction. But would you sense. buy? Would you buy into that though? Like based on the performance? Oh, dude, yeah, I want him gone. I I want us to yeah. lose so he can be gone. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm latching onto it. I'm just not going as far as believing. Like, okay, I'm expecting us to lose. and I'm expecting them to be gone, just so I don't get my hopes up for nothing Bro, again. You know, but are you guys gonna win a game this year? Maybe one. We play the Panthers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, but you just played the Broncos. But is that going to be their first win? But Russell Wilson, Bryce Young? Yeah, true. True, true, true. And the is Broncos. Is their first win? win? Jerry Judy, Adam Thielen? Uh, I don't like Jerry Judy. I hate Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton? Okay, I like Cortland. I like him. And I like that other guy. What's his name? Um, Marvin Mims? Mint, no, the, the other big dude. He's a big receiver. Um, I don't even know. It just 80, tells you how he's bad like they are. Some, his number's like eighty six, bro. Tells you bro. how bad they are. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty bad. Bro. Well, we play the Cardinals. We play the Panthers. Okay, two potential. I'm wins pretty there. sure we play the Cardinals. Play I'm not wrong, but no, we so. don't. We don't play yeah, each other this year. So. We have a relatively easy schedule too. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we play the Raiders. We play a lot of bad teams, bro. Well, <laughs> you might play us. You're playing Washington tonight. We don't. We only played um, Washington from that division. Uh, the the two divisions that we played the whole entirety of is the AFC West, unfortunately. So that means we play the well, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Then we play the whole AFC South. Fuck. So we could very well beat the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints. But do I think books. so? No. I mean, we'll have to see. Oh, those are shit games too. Yeah. Fuck. What were your biggest? I, what, I mean, besides Justin Fields, obviously setting a franchise record. It's good to see. It's a good achievement for him. But like, what 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 prevented them from scoring more? I mean, they had that lead. Did, was it just Sean Payton making adjustments? Do you think? Do you think it was just, just? I think it all just comes down to coaching once again. I mean, I I just touched on a little bit ago the 2018 season. We were up 20 nothing at halftime, yeah. and the adjustments and whatever we were doing, we just went away from. And it's been like that for the last five six years, dude. It just goes back to finding a way to lose. Yeah, we do something. We find something, we do that something, and we do it well. Then, for whatever reason, they either stop us and we don't have a plan B, or we just completely go away from it. Or just completely unravel. Yeah. Or, like, at least still show threats of you doing what you were doing. Like, if you were passing the ball good, still line up in a shotgun and do, like, an inside zone or do a screen or something, or at least still have the threat there. Or if you're running the ball good, keep fucking running the ball, or do play action, or at least still show that. There's we, just, it's so simple. And we it's, saw, like, the best of his game. Like, I saw the best of Justin Fields' game mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah. Get him outside the pocket, off-platform, let him, like, roll out, buy more time, because his O-line sucks. Still only one design run. Yeah. No matter how... But, dude, no, like, when he rolled out right and just held it there and just waited for Komet to just wait for that space, and just, that's the Patrick Mahomes-type shit. Just yeah. let him do Even, that. Whether it was that one or the one that Khalil Herbert where he just sort of... Made that defender run in circles for a good three, four seconds before just, just throwing it to Herbert wide open. He is an athlete, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, let him be one. He's exactly. not, he's not, like, I'm sorry, he's not a Jared Goff. He's not a Kirk Cousins. Exactly. He's not, he's, and he never will be. I don't think so either. But he has 
like better attributes than both those guys to make and extend plays. It scares me. He's like Daniel Jones. (laughs) He's a better passer than Daniel Jones. I don't know. I think they both have the upside to be a lot better than what they are right now. That's the scary thing about both. I think they're they're not playing to what they what they can be. They both have very good rush ability. They both have good arms. Mm. They both have tight spirals. Mm. They both can launch the ball. In my opinion, like from what I've seen as a non-fan of both clubs. You guys have like untapped potential in both those guys. That it's just coaching is failing them. The coaching, system's coaching failing them. everything around them. I, yeah. And it's their careers are being ruined, and that's yeah. what's just that's what's coming down to in my yeah, eyes. And you touched on it perfectly in the power rankings episode when you were giving your reasoning for the Giants being at thirty-two. You look at the Bears, you look at the Panthers and the Broncos. They're at least able to score and put we're up not, points. We're not. You, you just don't have nothing. Nothing. You have nothing. nothing. Dude. Right. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not, I'm not far off from you, bro. I'm, I'm really not, you know. And and the Bears, you know, hopefully. <laughs> I, I mean, we had Jaleel McLaughlin, yeah, running all over us, bro. Th- this was your guys' Cardinals game for us, but it, it, you guys that? lost this game. And like finding out afterwards, he's an undrafted free agent from, uh, fuck, I forget, I forget who, but I think he's the, the all-time NCAA leading rusher out of all divisions, FBS, FCS, everything. So shout out to him, but. What a game. I yeah, mean, I mean, damn, just, I didn't know that about him. Just came out and was just busting out 15-yard run after 15-yard run. And, I mean, this is a defense with, I mean, T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds in the linebacker position. Like, that, they should not be letting that happen down in and down out like it is, game in and game out. The more I talk about it, bro, I thought that the Dolphins' performance, me and Logan touched up on it on the Cleveland Steamer references. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I think this may have been the Cleveland Steamer of the week. Losing this lead, especially with the franchise record, the GM was just hyped in the box. I kept showing him. Mm, it was like one And then in the fourth later. quarter, he's like this, bro. <laughs> he's like, he's done. He doesn't want to be seen. And it's like with the equipment being stolen to the... To the, the DC. The DC suspect what content. What the hell's going on there, man? You guys have a curse or something, bro. And maybe it might be time to legit say, fuck. Like, we just need relocate. To, we need to get out of this. Like, not like, don't leave Chicago. Keep the team. In Illinois, but just like destroy the stadium. Do, do, what they're doing. do what they were. Yeah, they need to get out of that stadium. They actually just uh, they just finished their destruction of Arlington Heights Park this past weekend, which is where we have the the land acquired, the real estate acquired to put a new stadium there. So, as far as that goes, that's refreshing hopes. news, at least. No, and I've said this before. No matter how fucking bad this is, we're at rock bottom right now as an organization. There's still never been as much optimism and upside going forward as we have now. I mean, we can still potentially have the number one and number two overall picks. And I've said on record, I don't... Now, I'm not going to be mad if we draft Caleb Williams, but if I had to choose based off what I still feel see from Fields or just based off what else we can get out there, whether it's with Tyson Badgen, we still don't know what could be potentially with him or any other quarterback option in the second, third, fourth round. I'd rather just draft like a Marvin Harrison or an offensive lineman or a for sure edge rusher than attack a quarterback in the second, third round that's out there like a Bo Nix, Michael Penix, or Sam Hartman and see what that can do. Because we still have issues everywhere else. And I have no reason to believe no matter what quarterback we bring in there is going to be set up for failure, even if it is Caleb Williams. I, I just I have no reason to believe that. I want to be proven wrong, I do. But I, I just think that like when you have a blue chip quarterback oh, you, you don't pass up on at him. you in the face you like don't that. pass up on him that's what I'm saying but it's still yeah. it's not something that I want to do do they do. trade 
Fields? That, yeah. No, do they, uh, no, oh, they no, trade that no. first overall and just get a package if they're not going to get oh, Kate, if they're not, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah at that point. And then just go if get If we have the first overall, then we trade back like four spots. Then no, I'd say trade back like 15 spots. Oh, we don't, even, like, get we like don't three, even need to do that. I'm saying get like three first round picks. I was so we say, can still do that, trade them back five spots, then still trade Marvin Harrison Jr. Because this is the Caleb Williams picks. Like, this one's going to be even, like, even higher. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's true. So, I mean, even even with something that's in like the top five or six, we can still trade back to them so that way we get still like have the chance. We still have the chance that. to get like a Marvin Harrison or a Joe Alt or that offensive tackle from Penn State. Well, especially if you have the second. You already know who's going first. It's going to be Caleb Williams. You trade take, back, get a package deal, maybe a player to help out the O-line or a wide receiver. But like, Trust you me, got, this is all I've been thinking about to make me feel a little bit better about myself. That's fine. That's bad, bro. This is all I've been thinking about. Rip. L in the chat for Bears fans. So, do you, do you think that... I, obviously, Eberflus is gone. Do you think they, they fire polls too? I, I don't want. Them I know to. it's early, but do you just restart? I don't want them to. It's a weird but spot. I think it, I it think is a weird spot. I don't want them to, but I think it ends up happening because you just have to clean house and you still have yeah. to hold his Eberflus signing and the Claypool trade and the Claypool trade. And now I don't bash him for the Roquan and the Robert Quinn and the Khalil Mack moves, but they're still going to be held against him because Roquan continues to be. Top one, top two, PFF graded linebacker. Why Nicholas Morrow just had three and a half sacks with the Eagles. And right now, the top two graded linebackers in all of football, Roquan Smith, Nicholas yeah. Morrow, two linebackers that we had in our roster last season. Jalen Carter's going to be held against his head. Mm-hmm. Sam Mustafer is playing center for the Ravens he's right now, balling. and he's a top three center in all of football. And he looked like a fucking shell of himself. I think you do. I think you do, bro. I don't want to because... Well, think about it like this. Just think about it like this. Do you trust him with these two picks next year? Yeah, I do. Okay. I mean, when it comes to drafting, I do not. I have full faith in the guy. Okay. I mean, but like, if you have the first and second pick, how how can you fuck that up? Uh, also, it's also it's that if you have, if you have Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, how do you fuck that up? No, but like, I'm just saying, like, well, the only one that does at that point is Caleb Williams himself fucking it yeah. up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're like if you're the guy picking, that's just the two clips. But he might not even fucking declare yeah. if yeah. the Bears have the number one pick. Yeah, I heard. And that's that. another reason in that, like, I'm more so it's set crazy. on like going on. Mar- I don't even care. I really don't. Because I, until I actually see it happen with Caleb Williams, I have no reason to believe that he's going to pan out to be what is expected out of him. I don't know if he'll be Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be a good quarterback, though, for sure. He's, he's, on a, he's, yeah. he's the most surefire thing we've but seen since. If Patrick if Patrick know. Mahomes was on the Bears, bro, or if he was on the Texans. No, he'd be fucked, yeah. Yeah, you know. But I just think if you just have that quarterback staring in the face, you cannot take him. That's, I, that, yeah. that's like fucking... If the Chiefs traded up and... Passed on Patrick Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? They, they probably had their eyes set on the Bears passing on Deshaun Watson, who I think was an obvious obvious QB one at least in that draft. Uh, I agree with that, but I mean now in retrospect, it's you know all I mean, different. They, they should have took Deshaun Watson though. He was the better. He was way better than at the time. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And they traded up for a guy that would have been there. I think that's the mm-hmm. thing that everyone will die. Traded up for Mitch. Yeah, yeah, we traded up from three to two. Yeah, that's right. And gave up another pick to the Niners. For, for a guy that was going to be there at three. Yeah. Who, who was going to take him? Bro, who... No, no, scratch that. Who's going to take him in the first round? No, he, he, he would have been first in the round. first round. Yeah. He like 25, 26, like a Kenny Pickett type pick, bro. I mean, if you feel like he's your guy, then he's your guy. That's that's how it Top, is in yeah. that sense, but Top obviously five. wasn't your guy. That was a... The Bears, we'll, we'll, you have a lot to get into on the Windy City. No, Dude, I, I'm so sorry. You have a lot of fucking shit to cover, bro. Yeah. Jesus, bro. Like, I like the Justin Fields deal. Traded up with us. Gave us the extra first round pick. Got your guy, but he just hasn't panned out either, you know? So I, I do get it from where you're coming from. Like, just you don't want that quarterback that's going to have nothing around him. But 
I don't know. And I just think you have someone like Caleb Williams just staring at you. Like, imagine the, the Jags passing on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You, you just you wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, they they were they were in a different situation, though. They had fucking Gardner Minshew. And he had no upside like Justin Fields. But yeah. he's a high-quality backup. He did win a game for but him. Yeah, at this point, the, the sample size you have with Fields, like I said, if if he's there, they I think they definitely take him. It's just nothing that I don't necessarily want to happen until I actually see it flourish. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that Jags situation really does put it in perspective in a way because they couldn't pass up on Trevor Lawrence in his first year was just a dumpster fire. Yeah, that Urban was Meyer. rock bottom for the Jags, being with Urban Meyer and what yeah. that was. Then they just cleaned house and they got someone in like Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, a well-renowned coach that is just very good with relationships with this quarterback and getting the most. I mean, he was going to have Carson Wentz be a fucking MVP. Mm-hmm. For that then, injury, yeah. And then he came in here and now he's really just breaking down Trevor Lawrence and getting the best out of him in there. Now you're starting to see the fruits of their labor. Yeah. And seeing that does okay so why don't the bears just do that but the bears haven't done that when they have these quarterbacks that they invest so highly in they just for whatever reason they bring in defensive minded head coaches and they bring in offensive minds that have never proven themselves like a fucking quarterback coach from the packers that his career was made just because of aaron Rodgers. yeah that's what i was going to say you guys need to bring in like the offense coordinator from Miami or something. Or, or a Matt Nagy who was a quarterback coach with the Chiefs yeah. who didn't prove anything. That was all Eric Bieniemy. That was not an Andy Reid. That was not Wait, Matt he, Nagy. He was a quarterback coach? That, yeah. And then, went that, and then went to the head coach? Or was offense or, coordinator? Uh, he was, I'm sorry. He was the offense coordinator. Yeah, yeah, he was the offense yeah, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. That, I now. that I get. But that was... That wasn't him. I, I really I mean, don't Andy believe Reed's that was him. Andy Reid's offensive coordinator. That's that's more so Andy Reid than you know, having I, I Travis agree. Kelsey and Tyree Kill and Pat Mahomes and Alex Smith play around you. Yeah, know? but I mean, I, I think if like and if you if you the influence, like for example, look at Sean McVay's past like four offensive coordinators. Exactly. I don't know why they just don't. Quarterback don't know why ownership just doesn't have the competency to just go look at that and go try to pick some. And that's why I just don't have any faith in this team because I've seen it time and time again where we've gotten a Mitch Trubisky. Where we've gotten a Jay Cutler, where we've gotten a Justin Fields. Quarterbacks who you can't deny are talented, very, very talented. Jay Cutler's one of the fucking best throwers of the ball I've seen. Strong arm. As far as just fucking launching the ball downfield and having just velocity on it in a tight spiral. But time and time again, they just have been set up to for fail. failure with the offensive coordinators. Yeah. I mean, Jay Cutler's offensive coordinator anonymously called him out for how he managed games and played football from the quarterback position. And in, like, week two or three, and it blew up the entire season. Mitch Trubisky, I can't even tell you who the fuck... I can't even remember who the fuck the offensive coordinator was. I just remember the, the, QB, the QB room in there was... Uh, it was Mike Glennon, Mark Sanchez, and Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. Then <laughs> Trubisky and Matt Nagy had their falling out for two seasons. Now we have Justin Fields, and he has four fucking coaches, and has now Luke Getze as his offensive coordinator, who hasn't proved himself. What it's is just, Eberflus providing for Justin Fields? Nothing. What, he has what no is, role right now, and what does he provide for Fields? Nothing. What like what does he do? <laughs> I, I don't. I can't even tell you. Nothing. Nothing at all. Maybe we trade to Brian Dable. No, I'd rather trade for like Eric Bieniemy or Ben Johnson or something before I. That's what I'm saying. You guys need to like get a Ben Johnson. Brian Dable? No. Why? And I, I'm saying that, and it's funny because a couple weeks ago I said I wanted Brian Dable as a head coach for the Bears when he was a candidate. And even at the time, I still wanted him just because of what I saw him do with Josh Allen and that Bills offense. But I don't, I don't want him anymore. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I still believe in Dable. I mean, Luke Getzey still 
getting J- Justin Fields to score more points than Brian Dable's getting Daniel Jones to score more points. But I still believe in Dable. I still believe in him as well, but at this point, I just I'd rather get someone <laughs> like uh, even the, the fucking Jim Harbaugh from from Michigan, bro. He was a former Bears quarterback. He has ties there. He's someone who's a proven winner. Or even if we do do the if we do go the Caleb Williams route. The only reason, the only way I would fully be on board with it is if we hired Lincoln Riley and had them come over as a pair. True. And not saying Lincoln Riley maybe deserves the NFL job. I don't think so. But if the only way that you're going to get Caleb Williams is to pair him up with his college coach, that that I think mean, that, that's that's and, and somebody else that you know is going to get the most out of him. To me, that, that's that's Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray. That's what that that's what that reminds me of. It's an experiment, but it's a it's a you know it's a scenario that could occur. You yeah. never know. It's a weird world we live in, especially in sports. That's the only way I know that we're actually going to get the most out of this quarterback that we're yeah. actually taking. Then the rest of the team will just sort of have to work itself out. No way Lincoln Riley's leaving. Though. He's making too much money there. He's making more yeah. money there than he is in the NFL. They would be in the NFL for sure. Them college coaches be banking money. The Dolphins OC is Frank Smith. Have you guys poached this guy? No, Frank no, Smith. He's in his twentieth season as a coach. <laughs> All, anything that comes out of that Dolphins offense is Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I agree. But this next game on Sunday that we would like to discuss here, guys, is a game I know we're all pretty. Uh, you know, it's it was a slump fest. Mm-hmm. But for one team, a lot of upside. The Houston Texans. Brandon, I know you've been high on them. Um, destroyed the Steelers 30 to six. CJ Stroud 195 you know um, pass attempts without an interception in his first four career starts. He beat out Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees. He's the first of all time in that record now, um, which is awesome to see. He's bringing that winning culture to Houston. This is a team that really has never had anything since its conception because they've really never set up any of their prospects to succeed. Uh, they had those you know good years with Deshaun Watson and D Hop and. Obviously, J.J. Watt was a monster, but you know they really never won those meaningful games. But now they finally have a you know kind of a clean-cut coach who's really bringing in that culture from San Fran, that winning mentality, and I think they're gonna you know show everyone that they're gonna be a competitor this year. This is a good team now. I mean, they really are showing they have upside with not only Tank Dell but some of the vets now with Nico Collins, John Mechie. Hopefully, he's gonna start getting involved. Um, Damian Pierce is a good running back, in my opinion. They have a decent O-line when it's all starting, but like they really have been makeshifting and still winning. So it's kind of a testament to coaching. It's a testament to not only that, but their defense shot out the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense to only six points. So Domingo Ryan, he's, he's, he's doing something there in Houston, and it's, it's a winning formula. They're 2-2, two and two, better than they've been in the past couple of years. Uh, so shout-out to those boys. But what are your thoughts on this game, guys? Um, when the Steelers... Uh, I think Kenny Pickett's playing next week, right? I think he said he was playing. Yeah, I think so. So, good that they don't have to see Mr. Bessie come in and do whatever he'll do. But, I don't know. The Steelers just ain't it right now. Kenny Pickett's not doing well at all. Um, and the Texans. I picked up C.J. Stroud in fantasy. I might start him this week. I don't know. I started him over Trevor Lawrence when they played each other. Uh, not this week, but the week before. See, I have Jordan Love versus... The Raiders or or uh, Stroud is at the Falcons. Like it's two good matchups, but I mean Stroud's been balling. Like we saw, we, like 
You said what? He hasn't thrown a pick yet, right? Yeah, no. 151 pass attempts. Oh, yeah. sorry. I, th- I thought it was like 195. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Damn. So I mean, he's the real deal. I mean, he's being smart with the ball, and their offense is like winning, I, winning them games. Honestly, I mean, 30 points. You got to give him credit. Obviously, oh, yeah. Pittsburgh doesn't look that good this year, but um, I think Houston. They dominated them though. Yeah. Like, 30 points. No one thought. I mean. The Steelers are like a storied franchise, you know? The Texans have been shit for the past, like, ten years. Since they've... Five years, some whatever it is. You know, kind of been made, in a sense. Yeah. They've really been that good team, you know? This was a dominating performance, though. I mean, good for the Texans. Brandon, how about yourself? What were your thoughts on this game? I expected the Texans to win this, but I didn't expect this absolute beatdown yeah. by them. Um, but I'm just continuing to ride high on this Texans bandwagon. I really am. I, I respect it. I was very, very impressed right out the gates with C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and Needle Collins and having a veteran presence like Robert Woods in that receiver room and still True. someone like John Mechie who can just pop the top off a of defense at any given play. Then you still have Damian Pierce who hasn't performed up to his standards, but he's like one of those David Montgomery type backs. He's just a bruiser. He's going to fight for every fucking yard that he can. And yeah has more of a big play ability than Montgomery. Makes a lot of tackles. In my opinion. I think he's got more athleticism. Yeah, more athleticism, more explosiveness out of those legs. I mean, I think we've all seen the run from his Florida Gator days where his helmet runs off or pops off and just continues to break like three more tackles and run into the end zone. That's, that's, just, just, that's just a grown man. It's a dog. Playing the months, the months of little kids mm-hmm. at that point, dude. Indeed. And we've already touched on D'Amico Ryan's time and time again. It's sort of being a broken record. But, I mean, C.J. Stroud is just continuing to impress and really just... This first preseason game looked fucking terrible, too. That one pick he had, that was bad, and you saw that, and you're like, oh, God, what did they do? What is going to happen here? And it's just been the complete opposite. A lot of people have been eating their words. And on the other side of the ball, that Steelers team is just... Well, that Steelers offense is just a shell of itself. But, I mean... Can't really blame the defense for giving up this many points, but at the same time, it's a Mike Tomlin-led defense and a rookie quarterback, so you got to look at that side of the ball too. But if you're a Steelers fan, I think your built-up frustration with this offense is just still taking the cake, and you're not really caring about the defense right now because you know that's going to fix itself. But whether it's Matt Canada or whether it's the offensive line or whether it's just the run game, something needs to change. Mike Tomlin said something needs to fucking change, so... But Something does for sure. That, I mean, that season is just—I don't know, man. This this might be the first losing season that we see out of Tomlin. I hope not. I really hope not either. But if this continues, dude, I mean, we thought their offense was bad last year. This is worse. It is. And this division's playing a lot better than it is than it was last year. It's—I don't know, man. It's hard times being a Steelers fan. It must be. It must be. And honestly, you said it perfectly. This is a historic franchise. They normally don't, you know, play like this, but. Moving on to this next game was a very exciting one. The L.A. Rams took on the uh, Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis, went into OT. The Rams won 29-23. to Very exciting game. Puka Nakua had a nice game, um, as well as, obviously, Matthew Stafford. He had a, he's been playing pretty good ball lately, and I, I can't I, – obviously, I'm a little – I'm a little biased because Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, and, uh, you know, they beat us, the, the Lions, in the first matchup after the trade. Um, it was a closer game than I thought, but we got to beat them again. But either way, AR, Anthony Richardson, had a really nice game. I think Alex Pierce, that Alex Pierce catch was pretty awesome, in my opinion. 
But Tutu Atwell played very well. I liked the running back. Um, Kyron Williams. Yeah, for the Rams. He, he had, a, game boy. had a very nice game. Honestly, it doesn't look like they're, they're going to miss Cam Akers that much. He no, really, they aren't. They produced very well. They got that other guy like Roland Rivers or something like that. Yep. To change the pace back. Whatever Did you say Roland Rivers, the quarterback Rivers. from the USFL? That's his name. Who was nearly, I think, 250 pounds. Roland Rivers. It's Roland Rivers, bro. He's out there <laughs> taking snaps, bro. Legend. Bro, I hope he gets back in the USFL, bro. He literally was the big Ben. Like, bro, no, you, you need to know. Like, and he played for the Pittsburgh team. Oh, even better. Yeah, I know. Maybe they need Didn't a... win a game. Didn't oh. win a, They were 1-9 first season. They were terrible. And once the championship in the second year, we're, we're going to do this all later. Yeah, Roland Rivers is the running back for the Rams now. Yeah, he's now converted. But <laughs> uh, what were you guys' thoughts on this game? I, I really, even in the loss, I thought the Colts played very well. Yeah, I think AR showed some good Im- improvisation ability. Nah, I think he's 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 just scratching the surface of what he's gonna be. He's gonna be like the next Cam Newton, but I think hell maybe, of a throw, maybe even better. Hell of an arm. I but think he's I think the sky's the limit for him. Like even like passing the ball, he's a good passer already. So I, I think the sky's the limit for him. What about you, Brandon? I would like to see him work on his accuracy just a yeah, little bit yeah. and his just overall completion percentage. But I'm I'm right there with you on that Cam Newton comparison. I think you hit that right on its head. I mean, what really stood out to me is that even with his somewhat pedestrian stat line he was still able to bring this team back from a 20 to nothing storyline I believe it was they were down double digits bro. I think it was 23 nothing. nothing yeah 23 to nothing at half and still brought it back and it just shows you what this Force kid could OT, potentially yeah. do for you you know keeps you in the game any given time he's already a leader of the team like I just I'm, I'm still looking at that Colts offense though and it's just there's really nothing I mean, Michael Pittman only had one catch for 15 yards. That's really was back this week. Yeah, but who knows what that's gonna be, dude? He doesn't want to play there. They don't want him really. I, I think Zach I think Moss. I, th- I think he's gonna come in. He's gonna he's gonna help elevate AR and the rest of the offense. I agree. I just I just don't know if it's gonna be that drastic of a change, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I, I think he's gonna open it up for sure. Cause with the pass game, like they have Josh Downs there, he's solid. He's pretty good. Alec Pierce is pretty good. Michael Pittman's okay. Not number one, but he's, he's pretty good. Mo Ali Cox is a solid tight end. Oh, he had a dog of a game. Yeah, though. yeah, he had a yeah, great game. Though. He did. He so emerged low key. I, I think it's low key underrated offense, especially with Steichen pulling the strings. Like their scheme is. I know we talked about this before. Their their scheme is so good. I actually great you, play caller. You, low key, I, I gotta give a shout out to Logan. He did put me on Steichen. I did low key like I watched this game and I appreciated what they were doing. Everything, yeah. everything they were like, drawing up was like, okay, like that that was perfect. It's smart. Mm-hmm. They're playing smart ball and utilizing their weapons that they have. It reminds me of the Giants last year. Literally, and I said this on the, on the what we said yesterday. It's literally like the Giants yeah. last year. They're doing a lot especially with on, less. Especially with weapons, mm-hmm. weapons-wise, too. I mean, you had the X-Factor running back, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. Then, Josh Downs, Wanda Robinson. And then, yeah, all your receivers. Suspect, but talented. High ceiling just haven't really sort of like the Chiefs like they're very talented but you just you're trying to figure out how to get the most out of them like whether yeah. it's Sky Moore Kadarius Tony and obviously AR is way fucking way more way better than Dan <laughs> at least yeah, I just, as an athlete yeah. I just this, this offense still just doesn't wow me right now and until I really see what Jonathan it's going to take another year or two for yeah, sure but I, I think they're ahead of schedule I mean they're 2-2 two and two, could easily be 3-1 yeah. and one right now if they if wow yeah if this game goes other that's crazy and I, I was watching that game and I looked at the scoreboard and I, I didn't realize this till the fourth quarter when I looked at the scoreboard and I saw the Colts were 2-1 and one. I was like oh shit yeah they could almost be 3-1 and one here like yeah, nobody crazy. nobody would have expected that so they're ahead of schedule and I'm, I'm happy for them 
I've always rooted for the Colts. I have family from Indiana. I was always a big Andrew Luck fan as well. Yeah. I and I'm a big AR-15 fan. I'm a big Jonathan yeah. Taylor fan. So it just falls right in line. But on the other side of the ball, this Rams team, they're still they're legit, good. dude. Yeah. They're, they're still legit. <laughs> they, on the defensive and side young. of things. They're young. Very young. On the defensive side of things, I mean, that's their biggest question mark. You still have Aaron Donald. And as long as you have that, you'll be okay. But they're still very very lacking on that side of things. And their offensive side of things, though, they're they're always going to be a top 10, top 15 it's unit. Phase, Matthew yeah. Stafford, Tutu Batwell, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup's not even he's, back. He's coming yeah, back this week. week so, yeah, I mean, you know, so... Crazy. Kyle it, Williams it is Ronnie really Rivers, yet. though. Roland Rivers? Ronnie. Roland? Ronnie. Oh, <laughs> damn, bro. I wish it was Roland Rivers. Shout out to Roland Rivers if you're out there, bro. Slinging that rock. But uh, Puka Nakua got his first NFL touchdown, the game winner in that overtime was first as well. Touchdown? Yep. What the fuck? First career <laughs> touchdown and a game that was the game of the week next to the, the Philly and Washington game for me. So I agree yeah. with that. Overall, didn't pan out or it panned out to be something I didn't think it was gonna be, especially looking at the first half scoreboard. But still um, a great game, honestly. Yeah, the biggest takeaways, Colts a little bit ahead of schedule. AR showing a lot of promise. Big Rams low key. Rams are just not what everyone thought they were going to be, which was just a pushover. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the next game was a game I was happy to see. Tampa Bay Buccaneers went into New Orleans, and they smacked them around 26-9. to Buccaneers improved to 3-1, and and the Saints fall to 2-2. Two and two. This is awesome to see Baker Mayfield coming out there, pretty much just playing calm, poised football, getting the ball into his receiver's hands confidently. His uh, dick got hard. His, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard the quote, but after the touchdown that he threw to, I believe it was Tompkins, uh, he's like, quote, my dick got hard when I saw him running into motion. He said that to Chris Godwin on the field. He was mic'd up. Uh, just a giga chad uh, all around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're a playoff team this year. I, I really do. The report came out saying that Baker takes the boys out to uh, dive bars. Yeah, he, so was at the Rays, he was at the Rays game yesterday, too, with a Brewski in his hand. Probably cranking oh, beers, yeah. Probably, you know... J- Paying for those eight dollar beers all around, you know why not? You know for the boys. That's what that's what it's all about, and that's what Baker's about. Before for the boys. before we go much more into this game, though, I want to bring this up in the last game with the Rams and Puka Nakua. Oh. After this week four performance, he's on pace to he's actually ahead of pace right now than Cooper Cup and Megatron were the two seasons that they set the record for the most receiving yards. Is it really going to happen with Cooper Cup coming back? No, but it is interesting to see that through four weeks. He's, I think, 15 or 20 yards ahead of the pace that Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson were in the wow. season that they set their records. But my biggest takeaway from that is Matthew Stafford's been the quarterback for all three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the gunslinger, bro. So I, just, I just want to put that little nugget out there. And honestly, it's just it's a testament to his ability to push the ball downfield. He's one of the most elite throwers of the ball I think the game has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of the guys that... I'm glad he got his ring. You know, he deserved it. One of a few 5,000-yard passers in the 16-game season. Yeah, which is insane to think about. So it was Drew Brees, Brady, Peyton. And I think Tom. Got Dan Marino. Pat Tom. Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, yeah Mahomes. That's it. Was it? There was, I thought there was one more. Dan Marino. Justin Fields. Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew, yeah I named Justin Okay, sorry. Fields. Drew Brees did like, <laughs> Drew, Drew <laughs> did like five <laughs> times, which is crazy. Yeah, Drew is just a different animal. But getting into the Bucks game, speaking of Drew's former team, the Saints. Yeah. Uh, they just looked abysmal. Not bad, yeah. uh, Jameis came in for Jameis. one throw, <laughs> threw a pick. He just said, fuck it, bro. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> it doesn't even look like he can throw the ball over 40 yards anymore. Bucks were smoking on that pack. Oh, yeah, they smoked smoking on, on that pack. pack. And 
you know, Baker took the boys out after the game that night in New Orleans. Oh, it's a strip club. No, 1,000%. And you know what he did? Cut up some bruise. Lit up a fat-ass blunt with the boys <laughs> and said, yo, yo, homies, my dick Trey is Palmer. Hard. My dick is hard. Let's smoke this Saints pack right here. And they did. They did happily in that dive bar in New Orleans while, you know, maybe getting berated with beads by, top, by topless women. Who knows? But they're, they're, they're legends right now for Tampa. If you're a Tampa Bay fan, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, you already are, you're riding high you're on this 3 one. You're fucking with Baker. You're fucking with this <laughs> offense. Trey Palmer is emerging. Tompkins with that Mike great catch, bro. Didn't, didn't go anywhere. Did you guys see that catch? Really dove and like it's their literal profile pic on the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, Twitter. Um, just a really good game from Baker. He's showing he can play fast and loose now. He's like he he's playing with freedom. I think for the yeah. first time in his fucking career, bro. And it, it looks good. And I'm I'm gonna give him props for that. And their rush attack, it's not good, but it's getting them by. You know, and their O-line, Tristan Wirfs is playing fucking great ball. I gotta say that right now. I think in 38 pass blocks, he allowed, like, no pressure. Something like that. I'm not... Check my numbers, obviously, in my quote there. But, like, he's playing elite ball. Um, and obviously, Mike Evans is Mike Evans. But Chris Godwin is looking like he has that speed back. And he looks like, he looks like a yeah. 100%. 100%, excuse me. I remember I was, I was sitting next to my friend Braden. And I remember, I remember looking at Godwin. I was, and he just made, like, some some good play. And I was like, wow, like... If you need, if you like, if you're like a, a college player or a high school player, and you like, you want to watch a receiver. Like Chris Godwin is a definition of NFL receiver. Loki. Like, like I, I watched him make a play. And I was like, okay, Chris Godwin is like, he's just the, he's just an NFL receiver. Can I do a full circle moment here? Yeah. That's who I believe Alvin Ross is gonna be. Like Chris and Godwin. I, I think yeah. he is gonna. I think he's already low key. He's his own player. I, I believe they're. But I'm not gonna say like, yo, he's gonna be him. But like, he's his own player. I yeah. think they have similar archetypes and play styles. Like their route running is elite. But, slot, slot yeah, players. oh yeah, slot elite like receivers in my opinion. Yeah, like Chris Godwin has no weakness to his game. He's a great, great hands, great route runner, decent speed. You know, maybe the speed is one thing, but he's no slouch after no, the catch. No. He can create separation when he right. So I mean, he's he's just like an NFL receiver, and really? obviously Mike Evans is a freak. We didn't even touch on the defense. <laughs> just defense falling is, out. Yeah, it says that, the defense is top five, top three. We said we said we said it yesterday. We were we were talking about yeah. that, and just we were trying to name better defenses than the Bucks right now, and I can only Niners, name two. Cowboys maybe. I, I named the Niners and the Cowboys. Eagles, I don't maybe. think the, I think the Eagles are like right there with them. The Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets are up there. Good defense. Yeah, <laughs> Jets are still up there. Yes, I like the Bucks defense. Yes, I, I'll give you that. They have the. They just can't win. They they just don't show that on paper because like they can't win the games because they're always on the field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have the players, but like when I'm talking about teams in contention, I'm not. Bucks. I don't even think about the Jets, yeah. bro. Like the Jets are like I'm brushing them under. Bills, of course. Bills are great. Oh, the, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, the okay. So maybe top five. The Bucks probably make that top, top five, five is where I would go. I would say top. Yeah. Probably like the three or four slot. I would have the Bills, Niners, and Cowboys. Than the box at four, and then I'm not gonna lie. I think the Lions are right there with them too. With As of now, yeah. Defense, yeah. I mean, first the best rush defense, but like the Bucks are Patriots are up there as well. But like uh, 38, we'll get yeah, into that yeah, game. Yeah. Um, but the Bucks actually showing promise here. Uh, Brandon, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, one thing that stood out to me was it's sort of the complete opposite of recent history between these two teams, and all the Bucks needed to do was just get rid of Tom Brady. To beat the Saints, crazy. That's I mean, really they, they crazy to think Tom about too. But but I know Tom was like mean, running yeah. for and just got bitch slapped every fucking loss every against time. the Saints, dude. That, every time. I don't know what it was, dude. But the Saints were just that dude's kryptonite for some reason. From from literally the, the week one in Tom's first season with the Bucks away in Tampa or away in in, in New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. 
it's, from then on, it was always a rivalry. My, my first note on this game was just Big Dick Baker. Yep. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not gonna much... lie, I, I think I went back in the like in the tape. I, I rewatched. I, I taped the whole game, and minutes before he and I quote said, "My dick got hard when he went into motion." I actually went back in the tape to see if I could spot the tent, but uh, I, I just, I, you know, I couldn't, couldn't couldn't find it out there. So damn. As much know. as much as I want to hate on the Bucks, I I gotta give him credit for this man. They they just came out and dominated, and they solidified themselves as the best team in this division with uh, with a statement, and. Chris Godman, you guys already touched on, did him some justice. He bought out. Devin Tompkins bought out as well. That's what I was talking Number about. Number 83, yeah. I believe it was. He had that catch I was talking about, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, And every time I was looking at the screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that's Trey Palmer. Then, like, oh, I saw 83. I'm like, oh, shit, who the fuck is that? And then just time and time again, he was making plays for them. Shout out to him. And that Bucks D just... Also, shout out to Rush. Because Rush, that guy, he was on the practice squad, bro. Mm. Both those guys, him and Trey Palmer, they were, I did not... I, I figured Trey Palmer would start. He was going to take Scotty Miller's spot, low key. Yeah, being there. But, like, rookie. Tompkins, Rush shouted him out in the preseason, the first preseason coverage Bucks episode. You can go back and listen oh, to that. Wow. So, shout out to Rush. He's a Bucks guy. But, shout out to Rush. He's probably listening in right now while he's you know working for his head, slinging yeah, those meats. Yeah. So, you know. Um, another storyline Alvin Kamara's return. Bucks kind of spoiled that. 13. Not fantasy wise, though. Not fantasy wise. He had about 20 points, and half of them just. Or over half of them just came off of receptions. <laughs> Thirteen catches is crazy. Didn't do shit running the ball though. But other than that, I do want to say, in my opinion, Antoine Winfield Jr. is the best safety in all of football. He's up there. Yeah, he's fucking. He's good. I'm gonna he's I'm good. gonna read off his stats in his 46 career regular season games. He has 293 tackles, 19 pass breakups, 16 QB hits, 14 tackles for a loss, 11 sacks, seven forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries, and four interceptions. One play, he's in the backfield tackling a running back for a loss of yards. That's the next play, he's breaking up a pass. The play after that, he's sacking a quarterback. Then the play after that, he's actually picking a pass off. Yeah, he's crazy. And he's played 46 games, and he has numbers like that, dude. Four years, he has numbers like that. You times that by three, a 12-year career for a safety. Yeah. That's Hall of Fame first ballot numbers. I, I remember um, I wanted the Giants to take him, and we took Xavier McKinney, so I was content with that, but now we're seeing who's really better. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I think week in and week out, Woodfield Jr. just continues to make yeah. his case for the best safety in all of football. And Braden shouts him out every time we watch the Bucks play. He goes, like, Winfield, every, every single time he makes plays, like, what, what, what Winfield make the play? He always does it. And that's just who he's been. I mean, he's been a consistent X-factor for that defense, and Brandon, you kind of hit the nail on the head. He's, he's he's on pace to really set a fucking nice, like, legacy-filled career and be one of those premier safeties in the NFL and in history. And we're seeing it before our eyes in Tampa, so that's pretty cool. Shout-out to Tampa, especially anyone listening from Tampa, seeing that viewership grow a little bit from that area, so shout-out to everyone out there. But getting on to this next game, uh, which was, honestly, I, I know... I damn well know Logan. You knew, you. I bet you fucking thought that this was gonna be a, like a fucking all-out domination fest on the Commanders. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, like before maybe, the game. Yeah. Before probably. the game. Did you did you have did any of that? Saint Brandon. I'll ask you that question. Did that thought cross your mind after Sam Howell's four-pick performance against the Bills? Did you guys, uh, yeah. You, you guys thought you were shit on. It crossed my mind, but I didn't let that affect my final prediction because mm. of this team being the first team to beat them last year and they showed how they did it but the, this team they almost did it in a completely different way and that I wasn't they should have done it yeah they should have they should have they, they honestly should have the coaching and yes that 
I'm, I'll just take the helm on the now and let you guys get into it. But because I just want to sound off on Ron Rivera, bro. He's he needs to be fired, and they just need to step Eric Bannerman into the head coach position or just get. Some, I don't know, dude. The fact that you said you thought your players were too tired to go for two after a drive like that, so where they, they have the momentum. Exactly. So are they, dude. Go for a chance to win the fucking game at go Lincoln Financial fucking. Field and be two and zero in your last two games against the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. In a season that you're trying to change the entire fucking culture and look of your whole organization from getting rid of Dan Snyder and just trying to erase all that from recent history, whether you're the organization or whether you're a fan, and you had a chance to just take a massive This was step. a game. This, this game would have been a turning point in this franchise for mm-hmm. the next five years, and I wholeheartedly believe that if they pull this game out, and I really feel like they could have done it by going for two, and the fact that he made that the reasoning for them not going for two. If they're tired, why are you trying to send it into overtime? Yeah, facts. Well, they're just going to get more tired and more exposed like get, they did. They didn't even get the fucking ball. Like, like they didn't have a chance. Like, well, they had to have. No, points. yeah, they they got the ball. They oh, had they, they had the ball first, and I thought no, I thought that, the field goal wins it. No, no. In, in regular season, they changed it to where um oh touchdown. Wait, it's it's t- it's the first person the first team that has it. If they score a touchdown, the game's over. But if they don't, so they, so the Commanders had it first, right? So the Commanders didn't score a touchdown. They punted, and the Eagles See? got it, and the field goal wins it. Mm. It's yeah. stupid. It's stupid. No, so the rule still is in regular season. If you kick a field goal first, they you win. A chance. No, they, they you don't have a chance in regular season. And if, if, you, if, if the first team gets a field goal, you have a chance. It's just the playoffs. You have a chance. So the, the team gets a possession, and if they score a touchdown, the game's over. But if they don't, if they score nothing. Oh yeah, the field goal, yeah. you have a chance. The touchdown, the game's over. Yeah. But that's where I was getting confused. But yeah, I know the red the oh, I said the Redskins. Oh my God, shoot <laughs> me. The Commanders did have the ball first because there was a play on third and long where Sam Howell was fucking falling off his back foot, and he threw a fucking dime. So I think it was Scary Terry, and they ruled him out by like an inch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. would have won them the game if they if they would have ruled that a catch. You got to go back and watch in. that. Like I, I, don't know. I think I don't, it, know. I don't know, dude. It's really hard. If they would have called it a catch, I don't think they would have overturned it. Yeah, and I since agree. they didn't call it a catch, they couldn't overturn it. That's just how much of a bang bang. I'm surprised you didn't see that. Can I can I ask you guys this question though? Did do you guys actually believe in Sam Howe after this performance? I think it's still too early to, to give you a full take on it. He's the played way, well in his division. The way that down. you do, no, but I have a lot more belief in him than I did <laughs> okay. before. It's okay. up and down. Because you know, okay. I was always sort of on the fence, sort of on a teeter-totter before, or between leaning the way you do and then seeing like the Bills game and shit like that, but that's, that's the Bills defense. Mm-hmm. Um, in the visual game on the road, to come in here and do that, the stat line won't wow you, but the way he was staying in the pocket and just making throws downfield in clutch moments time and time again and just... That's why he has the captain band. And keeping up with this Eagles offense that finally erupted through the past game. Yeah, and, But yeah, this, like I said, I just, Ron Rivera, he's not the coach for them. And he, I don't think he's going to go this season, but after this season, they, they got to make a change there. And they just got to, because Ron Rivera was Dan Snyder's coach. Not comparing him to Dan Snyder and being that type of toxic piece of shit. <laughs> but that's... That's still a part of that regime that's still there as a leech in that front office. Yeah. you got a clean house, and he's, I mean, ever since last year where he didn't even know his team was in playoff contention, and now he didn't go for two because his players were tired. I don't know, man. He's got to go, and he's going to be something that really holds this team back, in my opinion. I agree with that, and they have a perfect guy to elevate in Eric Bieniemy, and this is already his offense, and we see a complete 180, in my opinion. Like, maybe not the Bills game, but... 
I, I think we're seeing, obviously, they don't have the same pieces, but they still do have, like, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dawson. I mean, the very first play, the very first drive of the game was a 14-play methodical touchdown drive from Sam, from Sam Paul in that Washington offense. And I see Eric Bien, I mean, you know, he, real, he realized, like, I don't have Patrick Mahomes. I don't have that offense. I don't have Andy Reid, a good head coach that's going to back me up on defense and play calling, you know, overall in the game, like decision-making. But what I can do is, you know, I can use what pieces I have Especially with the quarterback I have, who's not—you can't compare him to Patrick Mahomes in any shape or form—but he is a—he's a competent thrower of the football. Who he earned captainship. He's clearly a leader off the fucking off the mm-hmm. pitch or the field, in a sense. But I, I think that Eric Bieniemy should probably take helm probably by their bye week then, if I'm them, just because like like you said, you kind of put it perfectly. Like he's a part of that dance night regime. If they're really trying to change the culture, really trying to change things in that you know front office and that you know. Hemisphere for Washington, yeah. they really need to clean up what Dan Snyder kind of brought in, and um, you know, and, and going back to what you said about the Redskins, and we can say that because there's a massive lawsuit against the Commanders trying to bring that name back by a Native American uh, reservation. I did see that. So they're actually they're fighting for it. So you know, shout out to them, and shout out. Hopefully, it goes through because that's a historic name and a historic franchise in the '80s. Three Super Bowls yep. with three different quarterbacks. That's you know, no other team has kind of done that in that short span. Another, another funny note from this game was seeing the Eagles execute on a tush push again, mm-hmm. then seeing like three other teams around the Giants. league try to do it and it Fail. failing. The Giants tried it, the Patriots tried it, then one more other team tried it and they all failed. While the Eagles are still just doing it perfectly. It's, it's kind of funny. They've perfected it. <laughs> everybody thinks that it's just so easy and they see them do it like, alright, we're going to finally try it then. Nope. My mom would love to hear this. Shout out to my mom. Devontae Smith had a really good game. Uh, beautiful catch. Yes. Beautiful catch with Emmanuel Forbes in, in coverage. And I actually made a note on this game. I think I think Emmanuel Forbes is going to be a superstar in this league one day. He sort of got given the business this game. He, I mean, you, he have Devon, his media. you have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. You're matching up against play after play in this game. And he was there in coverage almost 90% of the time. And he was just getting mossed or just beat by a better play by a better receiver. But, I mean, this is a guy who had six pick sixes in three years at Mississippi State, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's he's really going to be a superstar. This is a really good defense, a really good fit for him to be into. This was his welcome to the NFL. It moment. was, <laughs> and it's only going to make him better. I hope so, because I, I am high on that uh, player. He, Emmanuel Ford, I, 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 I know that Logan, you guys wanted, and you're glad that you got Deontay Banks. I think Deontay Banks is a better corner, but um, right now, Especially, he's a better corner, but especially after this game from Emmanuel Forbes. But I'm glad that he deleted the distractions of social media. I hope he takes that with a grain of salt and realizes he can't, you know, let that destroy his confidence or, you know, his playmaking ability because he has he has all the tools and all the attributes. But um, they just really need to get better coaching. And, and this is just all broils down to coaching, in my opinion. Like, it, Ron Rivera, this defensive-minded guy, should have been able to make a stop here, you know, with his defense. They have young players, Chase Young. They have a really good D-line, bro. They should have been able to scheme up something, bro. Now, I did see a couple plays where they had – there was a couple blitzes, zone blitzes schemed up where they had Chase Young dropping into coverage off the defensive line. That's not how you should be using no, Chase no, Young. No, no, At all. He's not Aiden Hutchinson. I don't care if you're just doing it a couple plays here and there as a one-off, like try to switch up the look, but – and this was like in a third, fourth quarter. A yeah. Crucial down. Do you need him rushing the passer at that moment, dude? So that just shows that they're not utilizing what they have like this, on the defensive side of the This ball. isn't Carolina. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you aren't playing in that division where it's like it was up for grabs so many no, years and you had an elite quarterback and a playmaker and a one-on-one athlete in Cam Newton and Luke Keekley. Don't forget that. They don't have that guy. They have Chase Young, who genuinely probably could be that guy. Honestly, probably is. Should be that guy. He should be. I mean, but like, have... he is a dedicated pass rusher, and they're not using him properly. And like you said perfectly, like, you know, maybe it is time for Ron to go. They have a defensive line that consists of Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, De'Aaron Payne, and I forgot, about, I forgot about Payne, bro. What are they doing? How do they not create some up. kind of some kind of pressure on this on, on Jalen Hurts? Get him off his spot. Well, but this is all of the Eagles. Those are all top 15 players at their but respective no, like, position on that defensive line. It also correlates to the down. fact that this yeah, is the game out of all... I would say Sweat drops more. So this correlates... And Chase Young. It, to me, it correlates to their pass attack. The Eagles, they've exploded this game against this line. No pressure, no QB pressures. Like, they really kind of interrupted or disrupted their their flow. Like, 34 points is 34 points. Whether, you know, whatever, whatever you say about it, you can't really say much. It's 34 fucking points. Yeah. In OT, they yeah. won. You need a crucial stop by that defense that's got paid all that money on the, up, up front, the front four, front five, whatever you're running. Like, that's bad, bro. Yeah, that's, that's not good coaching. That, they they got they got three sacks on Jalen Hurts, but they're more so just coverage sacks. Because even though their coverage was getting exploded, they there was a couple plays where they, Hurts didn't have over to go with the ball, and it was just a coverage sack. But I'm talking about like genuinely like a strip sack, like yeah, get just, a fumble, or like just pressure at all. Where you're just getting in his face and just disrupting them, like Seattle was doing. The game them, yeah. But it shows that the Eagles have better coaching. They adjusted. They switched to their pass attack instead of the rush attack mainly in this game, and it, it really worked. And they exposed that Washington back front, uh, that that backfield, and it yep. uh, did not look good. But it looked, in my in my opinion, better. And the story light obviously is going to be the Eagles win in overtime. But I think you got to give credit to the Commanders' offense. They did ball out. They tried their hardest, and it was just the fact that their defense couldn't get them back on the field, and their coach didn't believe in them to get a two point conversion. That's what it really comes down to yeah. to me. They didn't believe their head coach did not believe in them. Fuck the tired shit. I believe in Eric Bieniemy. Believe in his unit. Like, let them out there. Let them, like, that's, that, you said it perfectly, like, five minutes ago, Brandon. This was the time where they could have changed the momentum of the season and really showed, hey, we could beat the Eagles in this Not division. Not even so much the season, just the foreseeable future for this whole organization. This is, yeah, that would have been a win to look back on, for sure. And OT, they probably would have gone to OT if they, maybe not, but they would have won in, like, you know, that two-point conversion. Fuck yeah, bro. That, that would have been something, but... I, that, I think that's enough on that game for sure. But this next game is something that uh, we can kind of just briefly go over. I'm a little disappointed and kind of not surprised in the Bengals, but um, they lost 23. Uh, excuse me, 27 to three to the Tennessee Titans, who improved to two and two. The Bengals fall to one and three. This was in Tennessee, in the Music City. But um, wow, uh, Tannehill, Tannehill did not have a good game. It was Derrick Henry kind of just going off. Um, and their defense really looked stout, but I'm going to say one thing. The O-line of the Bengals, bro, like, Jesus Christ, bro. He has, like, two seconds to drop back and hitch, and he's just getting destroyed. He's, yeah. honestly, I'm Joe. I'm scared. Like, I'm he scared of my calf. Because yeah. he needs all that power to thrust off his calf, yeah, and, and he exactly. can't even throw over 25 yards. He's struggling to, bro, and I see it. The whole offense is crumbling around him now. And, yeah, it might, I don't know. They, they're in a really weird spot, and the spot I haven't seen a team in since that one time... I, I, since Tom Brady's injury where Matt Castle came in, I guess, like, maybe that kind of, like, weird phase where, like, they may have to, well, Tom Brady had to be sad, but, like, in this instance, they might have to sit a guy. They're already 1-3. and three. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of another like example, like Vinny Testaverde and the Jets in the late. Oh yeah, just, true. If anything, bro, just right out the season, get a top five pick, draft Joe Alt from Notre Dame, Marvin left Harrison. tackle or. Move Marvin Harrison because they're gonna let T Higgins yeah, go probably too. Too, but no, they they would they would have to take offensive line at that point, dude. True. T Higgins might go to the Ravens. I, I think that'd be a nice thing. They would trade him to the Ravens. No, but like, what if he walks? Like as a free agent. They'll trade him before that. Okay. There's gonna be at least two, three, two to three franchise offensive tackles going in the first 10, 15 mm-hmm. picks of this year's draft. And at this point, the Bengals, the Bengals are gonna be in that range, so they got to. They have to. Defense is fine right now, as far as just addressing an urgent need. You know, they already missed out on doing that when they drafted the Chase and Burrow combination. They could have drafted offensive line that year. They didn't. It was right worked out. That, yeah, they uh, definitely did. But at this point, they can't do that again. They got to make the right choice again and actually draft. Unless Marvin Harrison's there. Marvin Harrison's there. I mean, you you gotta take him. You have I to. I don't. You don't, dude. I think so. I think you got it's Martin Harrison. I mean, it's that <laughs> getting another cracked. weapon. It would be cracked, but like they wouldn't be able to do much because he's not going to be protected. You, 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 you can figure something out if they make some free agency moves, six maybe. Other, but six other rounds. I don't know. I don't. I'm not relying on that. You know, like yeah, you can't. Maybe like they could find gems in the second, third Just round. Go like O line for four straight rounds, but like. Those aren't guaranteed hits, though. You just know? get some signings. Just get guys in there, you know? True. I mean, it's just, that's not really typically the recipe to build that elite O line. Like, you want to look for a Penny Sewell type a lot, shit. A lot Joe Burrow. Than done. Then all it takes is just one fluke fucking injury, then boom, you're never going to see Joe Burrow throw to Marvin Harrison. Mm. And then that yeah. pitch is wasted. True. I mean, that's always the scare with quarterbacks, right? Anybody, though. Yeah. yeah, no, 100%. 100%. But, like, what we've seen so far with already a p- potential injury that he already is maintaining yeah. and playing on, this O-line is not going to help him and do him any favors right now. They need to elevate it or do something in free agency, the offseason, something. Someone's got to get better. Make I, I don't think they'll be in the Marvin Harrison sweepstakes anyway. Like, I think they'll probably... I, I don't think, either. I think it's going to be between us and you guys, really. But if it if it's something Raiders. where like he's out for the season, then they're gonna be going like fucking three and fourteen yeah. or something. So they'll True. be in that top six at least. But even if they're in it, man, I, there's no way they take a Marvin Harrison. But another shout out is to Mike Brable coming out coming out with just a win, just a dominating win. He's a great coach, man. I gotta give him credit. But like, just Tannehill's just not. It is kind of shameful though that we're sitting here talking about whether or not the Bengals will be in the Marvin Harrison sweepstakes right. and, and not the Titans. Five weeks in. Yeah. And <laughs> not the Titans. Being, rather than being in like the Super Bowl sweepstakes. True. Which is just, yeah. it's really such a shame that's, to think that's about. Football. It's football, but it's yeah. also like this team was, I did not expect this. Yeah. I did not expect this at all. I One of the biggest that, like so. weird thing, like weird situations going on right now in, in the NFL world is the Bengals in, in a whole um, but shout out to the Titans for a win, two and two. I guess Tannehill's gonna be that gritty guy that's gonna give him to that seven and ten win like ratio. You know, fuck it. Um, he looked alright in the first half, but then in the second half, he was sort of playing in a way that if the Bengals were playing up to par, he would have lost them this game. I agree. But luckily, Derrick Henry had his vintage game. Spears, the rookie running back, was actually the best all around part of that offense in that game. I, I can agree with that. I, just, fantasy. I think the momentum changer was definitely Derrick Henry with his, with his just monster That was a run. vintage touchdown run. Yeah. He broke three more tackles, busted the outside, and into the end zone. This was a highlight reel for Derrick Henry. Like, another game. He had some nice, like, just, just overall. He's a, he's a definition of just a monster mm-hmm. on the field, bro. Like, he's a beast amongst men out there. Like, he was just dogging on guys. I'm talking about making guys look like 
little fucking kids out there. That's what he does. Every, like, especially against this Bengals team, bro, which is shocking because this defense is good. It's, it's supposed to be good, you know, and they just got ran over, bro. And just a shocking weekend again from the Bengals, and they just don't look good at all this year. And I'm not expecting that by any means. But this next game we can get into is the Minnesota Vikings improving to 1-3, and three, yay, uh, with their 21-13 and to 13 win over the Carolina Panthers, who pretty much gave them this win. They were up. Uh, Bryce Young does not look good. They're 0-4, the Carolina Panthers are. Both these teams should honestly just be 0-4. Kirk Cousins had some meme plays that, like, fumble. That was a joke. That um, that pick. That dude, pick six was a joke. Yeah, dude. He had some bad plays this game, bro. He had some, like, he had some, like, laughable plays. Like, but still Justin Jefferson, beast. Defense, uh, they played well against the shit offense. But, like, I'm not really holding that to a high standard because Carolina's been shit with Bryce Young in it. But with Andy Dalton in it that one game, man, they looked a lot better. Maybe, uh, I don't know. It's Frank Reich. It's Frank Reich, man. I don't know what's going on there. But what were you guys' thoughts on this in a quick uh, sum-up session? Brandon, mm-hmm. uh, what I guess was the, the Vikings, it's good they finally got in the win column. They could very well be 4-0. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hopefully this starts the change of a tie for them. Panthers don't have the first round pick. They're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Panthers win this game, though, if it's not for a two-touchdown performance from yeah. Jay Jettas and a scoop-and-score touchdown from the Vikings defense. Yeah. The biggest thing that really shot the Panthers in the foot to me this game was just their non-existent run game. I mean, this is a Vikings defense that was giving up 111 yards on the ground per game. Why weren't they attacking that? 111 yards per game on the ground they gave up, and I don't even think they eclipsed 50 rushing yards. Bro, what are my you... Head. How are you, like, no, this, okay, this is another team. Like, I know you guys shit on your own clubs, and rightfully so, they've been bad. But the Panthers are possibly, like, they could possibly be 32 as well. Like, with Bryce Young in it. Those bottom three No, the bottom five for me are just all interchangeable, bro. Because I don't believe in the Broncos. I don't believe in the Jets with Zach Wilson. I I don't. Like, I, fuck, bro. Just a weird season, but. They they had 83 rushing yards on 31 attempts. Only 2.7 yards per carry. So, they, they tried to attack it. It just. Whatever they drew up was wasn't wasn't good enough. Or they maybe, just don't have the pieces. maybe Minnesota's steam sort of right right of the ship there. But I don't know. They adapted yeah, a little bit. Overall, just a shit fest of a game. Still a one score game though. I mean, the Vikings won their first one score game of the season, so a round of applause to them for that. You know. Other than that, just a game that. I mean, Adam Thielen had a nice little yeah. game. Seven catches, seventy six yards against his former team. He's had a nice couple games. Terrence Marshall now. had a decent game as well. Nine catches, 56 yards. But, I mean, just yeah. overall just boring game. No one really cared about two teams that really have nothing to play for this season. I mean. Unless the Vikings. The Vikings still have the talent to turn right. it around. Yeah. They do. I just you don't believe them. them out. You, I just, you, I, you can't count them out, but I have no trust in them. Yeah. Though, but, I mean, know? this is. This is one o'clock Kirk Cousins we're seeing play like this, too. We've seen better performances out of Kirk Cousins in primetime this year than we have from one o'clock. When has that ever happened? So Never. This is the first time. This this season, just a whole 180 matrix for the Vikings right they, now. And Like Logan said, they did get the W, so it is all good in, in the weak sense, but I have no faith in them. I love Justin Jefferson. He might be on pace to be the best wide receiver of all time, but I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins with this team. In fact, I'm struggling to believe in whoever they have at D.C., Brian Flores. I don't know what he has drawing, drawing up, but it's uh, it's not going well for them this year so far. But they could turn it around. It's only four weeks in. Don't get us wrong. But it, it's not looking like they, they, they're they going to be a 
a very late tier team in competition, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I'm with you on that. Um, but, you know, that's kind of a good way to put it for that game. But this upcoming game that we're going to talk about here is the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the um, LA Chargers. The Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, I almost said Oakland again, but Las Vegas Raiders fall to 1-3, and three, and the LA Chargers improve to 2-2. Two and two. Chargers won 24-17. This was a rookie start from the Raiders quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Had his first touchdown on the ground, a little rushing touchdown. He also got sacked six times by Khalil Mack, um, which is insane Crazy. in one game. But overall, I mean, Justin Herbert had a really good game, had a nice rushing touchdown. This is his first touchdown of the game. Really kind of cool to two see. Two rushing touchdowns, I think. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. I didn't watch this game entirely, but I saw like the first like quarter and a half, mm-hmm. I think. But the Raiders... They, they played better with Aiden O'Connell than with Jimmy G, and I'm not going to lie, 17 points, that's the most they've scored in a game this year, so you know, maybe they ride it out with Aiden, bro, and let Jimmy G just hold the clipboard and just guide him, bro. Fuck it, bro. There's more upside in a guy you haven't seen on tape than a guy you have seen that mm-hmm. has gotten them to this point, pretty much. Got them to 1-2, and two. and Aiden, I don't think Aiden lost in this game. It was pretty much just Josh McDaniels being a terrible head coach who should also be fired. That's a guy that shouldn't have got gotten a job, um, but, you know, who knows, but... Uh, the Chargers obviously come out with a nice gritty win here. Not a win I expected them to. I didn't think it'd be this close. I'm not gonna lie. I can't. I thought it'd be like a 31 to like 15. With, especially with win. O'Connell getting a start. Yeah, o- O'Connell wasn't bad on paper. It doesn't look good, but like when I saw him watch him, when I watched the highlights, wasn't bad, bro. He wasn't I bad. I, I can't lie. Like I'm not gonna shit on him. He had a better performance than Mac Jones did this weekend. Oh, 100. So. <laughs> percent But just being a Chargers fan, seeing a rookie quarterback coming in to start a divisional game. You would expect to win this game more handily, I feel like. Facts. Brandon um, Staley, like, I don't like him at all. He needs to be fired, too, at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know why they still... I watched the Bears get their first win of the season this year against the Chargers due to some stupid call by Brandon Staley. He's going to go for a fourth and 18. If that doesn't do it, then nothing will. <laughs> um, nothing really to take away from me much this game besides Khalil Mack, six sacks. I didn't watch too much of it. I know the Chargers were down three starters on defense, and um, their $252 million quarterback had a splint in his finger after getting it stuck in like a face mask or something. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, but they won the game behind the Mac attack. Really wasn't much else to say about it. Besides, you'd like to see the Chargers win this game a little bit more handily, like I said. Josh Jacobs sort of had his welcoming party to the league this season and for fantasy purposes. Has just been shit for me all season up until this game. Finally busted out with a good game. Had like 25, 30 points in that. But overall, another gritty win for the Chargers. So they're still not playing up to their full potential. Austin Eckler is still out in this game. They'll have him back after the bye most likely. But at least they're going into this bye week. And Justin Herbert's not going to be missing any time. They're, nope. they're projecting him to be 100% after the bye because they have that expen- like that extended actual week after the bye. Yep. And they have a primetime game. Then um, that also allows them some time to get healthy on defense as well. So a team that could realistically be 4-0, 3-1 heading into the bye week. But, I agree. I mean, to get out a little bit scathed at 2-2, two two, you're not feeling too bad about it. And their bye week is early, man. It's early. So they got to really come out swinging. But Logan, what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, you know, just the dumb call at the end by the Raiders just fucked it all up. They could have, they could have very well won this game. They score a touchdown there, go for two games, they win that game. Shout out to Jeff, by the way. Yeah, of course, shout out to Jeff. Um, but yeah, Chargers, Hurts playing like MVP. Um, Raiders are in the gutter, and that's just how it's always going to be, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, this next game was 
one of the, uh, I think the Raiders was actually a primetime game as well. But this next game was the Patriots taking on the Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, the Patriots fall to 1-3. and three. Um, The Cowboys improved to 3-1. and one. They, The Cowboys won this game 38-3. to three. A humiliating loss. A uh, humiliating performance by Mac Jones, in my opinion. He got benched uh, later on in this game for Bailey Zappi, uh, who honestly, if Mac Jones keeps playing like this, just keep Bailey in and just fucking crumble, bro. Just try and get a top 10 pick. They need help everywhere. I... I, I they just got J.C. Jackson back yeah. for next to nothing. Um, so they just keep making smart, like, kind of moves, bringing former players back like that. But, like, that's not the recipe for success. Chris Gonzalez is out for the year. Their defense is going to suffer. It's going to suffer. And, um, you know, with a defensive-minded head coach and Bill Belichick, for allowing the Dallas Cowboys to put up 38 points on you, that's that's humiliating. Worst loss of this entire career. Yeah. That's... 498 games coaches, and that's just... Worst loss in that's career. that's telling, bro. And it was pretty much just a dominating performance by the Cowboys defense. Dak had a decent game. I don't like Dak, but he, behind that defense and that O line, and with Mike McCarthy, and you know, he has a stable front office you know, at least. And they're always going to win double digits, but they're not going to win playoff games. This, they're in the same boat for me with the Bills. What have you done for me lately? And that's the question I ask the Cowboys fans, the Bills fans. Like, no offense, I know some Bills fans, but like. Get to the Super Bowl. Get to the promised land. Every year, it's the same thing. It's You are an elite regular season team. No one's taking that away from you. You're going to win games. You're going to put up numbers. You're going to have awards given out to your players. But will you have the ring at the end of the year? More often than not, the Cowboys will not. They just don't have the clutch time performances by their players, decision-making by their coaches. But i got to give them credit for dominating the Patriots in every way, shape, and form in this game. This was a terrible primetime game. Uh, the Patriots should not have any more this year, in my opinion, and I've lost faith in Mac Jones. They were in my top ten after two weeks, and I, I've, I've given up, bro. I really have. I, I actually did pick up Kendrick Bourne in fantasy in mm. Women's League just because he had two touchdowns, you know, a couple mm. weeks, uh, two weeks ago. I, I still believe in you know some of the receivers always being like, you know, sure-handed and stuff, but I just don't believe in what's going on there in general. Bro- uh, Bullet Bill O'Brien came out in his post game like press conference he was like just defeated he was talking about mac jones and he was like mm-hmm. yeah this is very uncharacteristic about mac jones uh we're gonna sure some things up but uh you know we're gonna make sure this doesn't happen again <laughs> that's what he was saying i'm like bro you you just have no confidence in what you're saying right now but it's all good um i'm okay with that i'm not a patriots diehard fan but i will say this as a football fan i don't want to see them in a four o'clock game again but uh, what were your guys thoughts on this game no, I mean, I don't really have any thoughts on this one. This is a steamroll, <laughs> Cleveland steamer. Yeah, this is a Cleveland steamer. This is going to be a trademark of our uh, podcast. When some team gets shit on and stomp, their shit gets stomped on in their chest. Cleveland steam. It's a Cleveland steam. Mm. Um, so, Brandon, what were your thoughts on this game? Anything that stood out to you? Kamonte Turpin, still getting involved. Kamonte like Turpin had a 46-yard carry. Brandon Aubrey, 3-for-3 three three on field goals, 3-for-3 three three on extra points again. Yes, sir. 10 years to impress. I don't think he's missed since that very first one. That was just the jitter. You know, his first NFL attempt, he's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, he's always like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm, and then, ah, oh, fuck. You know, he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And then he hasn't missed one yet. And he won't ever again. Then, so, knocking on wood right now. But that's just how it's going to be. Along with that, my only other takeaway was the fact that Dak did not throw an interception. Against a good pass defense. Facts. I'll give you that. I know there was game script was involved. They ran the ball, I think, yeah, they, they ran the ball 30 times. But he still threw the ball 34 times and completed 28 of them. And had no picks. I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, that's that's one thing I'm really, if I'm 
getting granular into this and trying to pick apart, that's something I'm that catches my eye now. It's still Dak fucking Prescott. Still has the most. I don't like the guy. I still don't like the guy either. <laughs> um, but I mean, a decent pass defense that's really good, really well coached. No interceptions by a guy that throws interceptions in his sleep. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, that's one thing that caught my eye. But other than that, nothing I'm going to write home too much about. It's still Dak Prescott. He'll still lead the league in interceptions most likely. And the Patriots, we see what they are now. They're not that good. Um, so maybe it's really not that telling. But the Cowboys, man, they have an easy ass schedule, bro. Like when you actually break it down, they're like they're they're set to win, bro. Like they're America's team for sure. Um, but moving on to this next Them game, and Chiefs. Yeah, facts, bro. That Taylor Swift bullshit is pissing me off. Swifties. Um, but the next game was a historic game by a singular player, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what a dog! I gotta say that right now. The Arizona Cardinals, no one, everyone knew this was going to just be what it was, but they lost 16-35 against San Fran. It's a, it's at a close Fran. for a bit. Yeah, they're competitive here and there, but... Once the second half rolled around, it showed the difference. We saw the coaching adjustments. We saw Shanahan just put CMC and He's a dog. I have him fantasy, bro. He's a monster, bro. I'm so thankful I picked him over Kelsey. Um, just a monster for me, bro, and... A little biasy there, but obviously the 49ers are the best team in football, and you got to give him props. Brock Purdy is playing, honestly, at an MVP level himself, in my opinion. You can't take the numbers away from him. He's not lost in the regular season. Obviously, he's put in a system that he is set up to succeed in, but honestly, look at the wins he has. Like He's beating teams left and, le- left and right, and no one seems to have an answer for this Mr. Irrelevant. And the story's real, he's real, and, you know, <laughs> shout out to him. He's a legitimate... What's the word I'm looking for? He's the definition of game manager, but with the system, bro, you can win the Super Bowl with that. I guess for lack of a better term, he's a legitimate winner, dude. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in there, he's going to ball out when he needs to, but he's just going to do what's asked of him and nothing more, nothing less. And he's going to do it efficiently. And he's going to do it with confidence, and he's going to do it with belief that he can actually come out here and do this for this team because he's had that trust and had that confidence instilled in him by that coaching staff. I will say this. If he continues to play this level and Lamar continues to play this level... Those are my two MVP frontrunners. I know, I know Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, but like Lamar and and Brock Purdy, bro. Those are the guys that have been standing out, like especially last week, and Brock Purdy since he started, bro. Like he deserves a nod, bro. He deserves a nod. He's been playing stubborn. No, man, he's he's balling out. He's been balling out for sure. Logan, what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, I mean, the Cardinals have been competitive um, throughout the season, but you know the 49ers are just the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, I mean, we knew they were going to dominate. And, I mean, you guys kind of already nailed it. Before, and I, I think Brock Purdy is definitely up there in MVP contention right now, at least. Just doing what he has to do. You know, not making mistakes. And the Cardinals, I mean, what is this year for them? Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a blank year. You do like what, you do like what you're seeing. They'll, them, they'll have two sure. top ten picks this year, sort of yeah. like the Bears. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think the Texans will be top ten. Oh uh, yeah, true, yeah. true. So at least we'll get one top ten, and then maybe a top twenty-five pick. Yeah. I don't think the Texans will be that high. No, they'll be like, excuse me, make the playoffs. You never know. I, that I division, you never know. You, you're not wrong, but I just I think that's still a little bit of reason. Yeah, it's a reach. With, yeah. With the way that Stroud's performing, and I don't know, man. I just that's a, they kind of have a tough schedule too, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I mean, but it's within the division that's really going to make or break their season. Yeah, the division's not horrible. They're all 2-2 two and two right now. Honestly, bro, that they really don't have that tough of a schedule at all. Let me, let me take that back. 
they played the whole NFC South. They actually played them four weeks in a row. Wow. The Texans played a whole NFC South division four weeks in a row. Oh, really? They played the Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Bucks, all in order. That's at least three wins. <laughs> and then they played the Bengals, Cardinals. They also played the Broncos and the Jets outside of their division and the Browns. Okay, yeah, they honestly they could have a like the twenty top twenty top fifteen yeah. pick. Wow. Um, but we kind of nailed that on the head, guys. Yeah. I think the the final game of Sunday is one that's kind of worth noting. But I know I shit on Zach Wilson a lot, but this game was I'll something. Outperform Pat Mahomes on paper. He did. He did lose on the game though. But the Chiefs won twenty three to twenty. They improved to three and one. The Jets fall to one and three. Um, Patrick Mahomes has not looked as good as he has with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, Travis Kelsey was kind of a little bit pedestrian in this game, but overall the defense of the Jets really showed out. The officiating was horrible in this game. Yeah, horrible. Uh, <laughs> absolutely horrible. They gave the Chiefs this win for sure, but Zach Wilson did also seal the deal. And it just it you know, I hope, you know, obviously I hope the best for any player. I hope he gets humbled by this, but man, this guy's had so many chances and we write off so many players so fast. Why does he get the exception? Is why I'm asking and why I've been so hard on him. But he had a good game, and a lot of players around the league are finally, you know, acknowledging that. And you know, like he balled out. He's special in his own way, but it, you know, he didn't win the game, bro. Like, I, I can't lie. I can't sugarcoat. He didn't win the game. He lost in the game again. Again, by halftime, he was like five of twelve, and it's so like you can't do this. You aren't an NFL quarterback, bro. You're Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. He's literally Tim Tebow. <laughs> He's like, look at his numbers, like, bro, like, same numbers as Jamarcus Russell, a little bit better because he's played longer, but like. Why? 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 Like why, bro? You know? I just, I, I just hope it's the start of something. Maybe you can start playing well for them. It's something to build on. It this is. Rogers might, like the way he was walking, he might be back come playoff time. He was throwing if, that if ball around there. You yeah. see that throwing that, throwing that rock? You know, slinging it with that mustache. He did say on the Pat McAfee show, common practice is like four to six weeks in a boot or something like that after days. surgery. Thirteen days he was back in his shoe. He said, be ready for a miracle. So, you never know. You really never know what that man. He's a different he different specimen. Psychedelics. I just, what pissed me off the most about this game was the fucking Taylor Swift bullshit. I'm it so, needs to stop. I'm so tired of it. I was more intrigued by seeing Ryan Reynolds in the press box than I was by seeing and Taylor Hugh Swift. Jackman. Yeah, exactly. We had a Wolverine and Deadpool, though. Even no Travis, one gives a fuck about Taylor Swift. Even Travis Kelsey was like, okay, it's got to chill out. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so it's so frustrating. Nobody gives a shit, and NBC kind of just made an embarrassment of themselves with that broadcast, dude. It was well, it was hard to watch. Well, it's also the NFL, bro. Have you did yeah. you see their did you see their Twitter? Their Twitter profile is literally like Taylor Swift, and they were like doing reaction photos and like I mean, memes of her. Like it's a joke. As far bro. as business sense, you understand it. It's gonna give you clicks. It's gonna give you more money. This and that, but it's like. You're just selling your soul to be something that you're not and to just be artificial. And I don't know, man. It's just, I'm tired of it. I hope that Travis Kelsey's comments sort of help with it a little bit, but I don't know. I don't think it will. No, no, because the money is too real. Um, but the final game of week four, Logan. Yay. Before you take helm here, I want Brandon and I to get our two cents in. <laughs> Excuse me. The Seattle Seahawks travel to MetLife, take on the New York Football Giants, and win 24-3. to Seattle improves to three and one. New York falls to one and three. Brandon, what were your thoughts on this game? Dude, 
I don't even know why I thought the Giants would have a chance in this game, to be honest with you. Um, Daniel Jones now has more career turnovers than he does passing touchdowns. 64 turnovers How, and 62 bro? passing touchdowns. I did not know How that. How did we resign him? I don't know. I didn't know that. He has 40 uh, interceptions and 24 fumbles in his career. Now, if you add his rushing touchdowns to it, he has more total touchdowns than he does total turnovers. Well, why is that a discussion? <laughs> no, but as a quarterback, you should you, like that's the that's the cherry on top to add. You know, the rushing, like Cam Newton, you talk about his stats. You know, the rushing touchdowns that was a part of the man's game. But Daniel Jones, that's not what the Giants are trying to do with him. Yeah, it is. It kind of is. Yeah, but not. He's not supposed to be a leading rusher. No, not with no, Saquon. He's not. But um, other than that, I mean, I didn't really have much of a takeaway from this. I don't, really have, no I don't really have much to say. There really isn't a lot to say. All I can really touch on is Devon Witherspoon, bro. What a fucking game that He's was. He had, I think... I'm two pull sacks, it pick six. Yeah, two sa- he had seven tackles, two sacks, a pass deflection, three QB hits, and a pick six. I'm going to say this. Bobby Wagner had 18 tackles. Yeah. Two sacks as well. We didn't I mean, throw anything but checkdowns the whole game. I mean, when you have 10 sacks as a defense and 14 quarterback hits, I just felt bad. I'm sorry, 11 sacks as a defense. I just felt bad for Daniel Jones. Like, why was he still in there at that point? Just take him out. Yeah. Take I, him out. I was even telling mom on this, like, there should be a white flag rule. Because, like, dude, me and my mom were watching. Nah, nah, nah. It wasn't that bad on the scoreboard, but, dude, this man was getting destroyed, bro. Left and right. Like not Left not to right. like forfeit not to forfeit the game, but like at least to get that guy out of there, bro. Like at least like get him out of there. Yeah. Like that guy should he, he took way too much punishment for a man who paid all that money to. You seen deer and headlights? He was a deer in headlights out there. Like he was scared. Like bro, I, I was actually, scared too. When when Geno Smith went out for a bit and Drew Locke was in, I was actually like, okay, well the Giants might actually bro, have a chance. And then and then and then we have a fucking blown coverage because the guy's a man when we're in like zone. And then Noah Fant breaks three tackles and goes 50 yards down to the one. Did like, Drew Locke throw that ball? Yes. No way, bro. It was, it was on like third down, like third and eight, wherever it was. To his, his former teammate. His only two completions were to Noah Fant. They got traded together. Wow. Noah Fant had two catches for 63 yards. Drew Locke was... was some fuck shit, bro. Drew Locke was two for six for 63 yards. We, we, were, we, were, in like cover <laughs> two, we were in cover two or something, and there was no, uh, no corner. Like, you know, the blue zone in Madden? Yeah. The, no one's there. No one was playing he was flat. a man. He was playing. He was a man. Jesus Christ. Oh, my So, God. what does Noah Fan do? Go right there. Breaks three tackles. That shit you actually do in Madden when you're using someone to play over there, but that shit you don't do in real life. You, you don't do that in real life. No, not at all. But, um, another takeaway I did have from this was Pete Carroll. I, I've always liked him as a coach, but I've never really paid attention to him on the sideline. And seeing the way that he was... Just He's rallying his players and hyping up Drew Locke and getting him ready to go in there and just how he does that with everybody in general, dude. It's it's someone you root for. You can see why he's always been so successful. And an interesting insight on it is because obviously we know at the start of his career, NFL-wise, didn't really pan out that well. He wasn't doing something right and he was just missing something. He goes to college, sort of rejuvenates himself, finds like a fountain of youth and sort of brings that youthful type of energy yeah I, like, I, I don't I, I say youthful loosely um, but just that college type like of fun. energy yeah that fun, fun like yeah. college type of an energy and environment to the players in the NFL it's probably to the fun NFL. to play for Pete Carroll and key. we've also seen that we've seen other college coaches try to implement that same formula and fail and fail and 
that's why I'm like, what's different about Pete Carroll that he's actually making that work out? I'll tell yeah, you. I'll tell you what I think. The, I agree with everything you just said, but the perfect example of what Pete Carroll is is he made that terrible call in the Super Bowl to throw instead of run, but his reaction after kind of just shows that he's incredibly professional and poised. Like he didn't he didn't break down. He didn't cry like everyone mm. else. He wasn't starstruck. He was just like owned it. He's like, okay, I did that. I fucked up. He went back and he. <laughs> Still, that was probably one of the best yeah. defenses ever did of you, all time. Did you see Marshawn Lynch coming out? I think it was today. Yeah, that's just, dis- that's just disrespectful, bro. Oh, I didn't really fuck with Pete Carroll. I, Russ was just a quarterback to me. I, res- I, I can like, understand the Russ that, comment. What are you doing but, at like, that point? But Pete Carroll, bro, like, that, dude, come on, bro. So many guys love him. back. Dude, Bobby Wagner came back, bro. Like, look, 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 at the, look at the guys that he's able to bring into the building and look at the success that they are, they're able to have. Like, Pete Carroll, in my opinion... He's going to go down as one of the greatest head coaches mm-hmm. of all time. Like, what he's able to do with Seattle, a team that was nothing. Like, they were, like, okay, don't get me wrong. He, he went to... No, they were pretty dogs for a while. But with Matt Hasselbeck, he did get there with Matt Hasselbeck. I'll give him that. He got to a Super Bowl with Matt Hasselbeck. I don't think he was there then. Was? I, I'm pretty sure he was. That was, like... Pete Carroll? Mid-2000s, no? No, uh, can someone Google search that real quick? Is he, Pete Carroll was his... there with Matt Hasselbeck during that Super Bowl? I don't think they were in the Super Bowl. Because Marshawn was with them then, right? They were never in the Super Bowl. They were in the playoffs. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Seattle. I know they're in the playoffs with Pete Carroll, but that Super Bowl when they made it. That was Russell Wilson. No, I'm, no we're talking about. We're talking about like the early 2000s. Yeah, Pete Sean Carroll, Pete Carroll wasn't there yet. Yeah, he, he he's. It was year 14 for him, so 2009. Yeah, so that would have been. 2009-2010. Little season. quick. Little quick like trivia for everyone. Yeah. I just want to. Yeah, that was when the yeah the Steelers defeated the Seahawks twenty one to ten in that Super Bowl at Ford Field actually in two thousand six. But yeah. who was the head coach? That was, that was before Pete Carroll's time. Yeah, I think that was before Pete Carroll's time as well. That was Mike Holmgren. Was oh, the head okay. Coach okay, that's my bad. I, that's my I stand corrected on that. But still, like he was able to kind of create a, a mini dynasty. Yeah. And not a dynasty, but it's a good franchise. Yeah. A great franchise. I mean, I would say like. Yeah, not because dynasty's like three appearances at least, like type shit. But three wins. If yeah. they would have won that second one, you could say mini dynasty. I feel like because yeah. it was in the span of like three years, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yeah. yeah. And they, back to back. They yeah. did beat yeah, yeah, yeah. Manning handedly. No, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh yeah, forty-three to eight. Yeah. I thought it was a closer game, closer game than that, but I forgot that was a historic season by Peyton Manning too. That was yeah, weird. that, that was, was really a great, weird, dude. Great game for Pete Carroll, but won MVP. <laughs> Yeah, he did. 55 touchdowns, 51. Number one defense versus number one offense. And it just shows you. Legion of Boom. Yeah. Damn. But shout out to just Pete Carroll in general. Just shows what he's able to bring. And he went to MetLife and genuinely smacked around the Giants. And if Dan didn't fucking throw left wide on that fucking check down to Wandell, that's a touchdown, bro. That's a touchdown. It's a fucking touchdown. Go watch that fucking play. Dude, I was watching it, bro. And I I was was about to just crash out, bro. Like, I was about to crash out because well, Dable did crash out. No, he he did. Dable, if you guys want, just go look at Dayball's videos, like uh, on Twitter, like when when he was trying to like come, like talk to Dan and and talk to him about like the play and talk to him about you know what he did wrong. He just threw the iPad. He threw the iPad. Like he was done because Dan wasn't even being receptive. He was just he was just isolated and cut down. He just made hundred like forty million, bro. What are you doing? 160. 160. What are you doing? Be receptive to your coach. Go. He might have to, yeah, he might, more like, no, watch that. And the thing that really struck, struck me the most, and I, this is probably the last thing I touched upon the game, Logan, before you can kind of go in and go ham, um, is after he threw the pick, the pick six, 
as he's running off the field, Dan, uh, Brian Dayball is right there on the sideline. He's just looking at him. He's like, he's just like starstruck. He's just he's trying to look at him, and Dan's just not even giving him eye contact. He's just running right to the sideline, right right to the bench, right to the bench. I get it. If you're Daniel though, he's like, dude, you're only out here to the fucking wolves. Like he knows he's fucked up. That was a bad play, bro. That was that was on Dan. That was not on Dayball. That was on. That, oh, that was we're, we're talking about the the right after the pick. No, no, right after the pick. Okay. Like, the right after the pick, when he threw the pick six and he's running off and like, bro, it was a wide open throw on the yeah, inside. Yeah, I don't get say him. it was wide open. Bro, right, any pocket <laughs> passer hits it was that. Horrible right pass though, yeah. And oh gosh, it may have been broken up. Don't get me wrong, but like, still put it in front of your guy on his numbers, like. But he threw it literally right oh, behind him, and, and right into Devin Witherspoon's lap, and that just catapulted his game for potential DP ROI. So, uh, fuck, bro. I mean... DROI. Excuse me, yeah. DROI. But, just crazy. Cra- crazy Shit, performance. That was, that was a DPOI game right there. It was, low-key. It was. It reminded high me... High-key. High-key. You know, high-key. Yeah. No, no <laughs> like, throwing James. That's what it reminds me of. And another thing you have to really take into consideration is... I mean, you talk... Brandon touched it perfectly as on the, the quarterback pressures, the sacks... What's it going to look like when Saquon gets there? Fucking 8 TFLs a game? 12 TFLs a game? Is he going to get injured again? Don't even put him in? Like, what, what do they do? Dude, Evan Neal needs to go to the fucking... USFL? USFL? No, not even. No. Oh, oh. Yikes. What's CFL. The Canadian. Yikes. Yes. Where they threw arena, out. They arena three football downs. league. So, we, oh, so shout out to Arena Football League. So we, we kind of <laughs> talked about for the Bears, like, what, what do you do for them? What do, what do, you, what do we do? What, what do we do? At least we have some, like... Future optimism to book at. What do we do? What the fuck do we do? Like, we still have DJ Moore around. We still have other weapons. We still have pieces on defense. We have two top five picks. Well, you guys, like... Honestly, bro, if I'm being you, if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm a Giants fan... Spend a shit ton of money. No, hope, hope for that top ten. This, this, is, this is what I think we do. So, we trade Saquon mid-season. Just, just, just let him go. Just let him be go. Let, let him be great somewhere. Trade him to the Bucks. Chiefs. Trade him to the Chiefs. <laughs> let, let the NFL deal with that. Get, get like a second round pick out of it, third round pick, whatever. Uh, if we can trade Xavier McKinney, trade him. If not, let him walk. It's fine. Um, cut Dan. Make that your first move after the season. Or, or, or uh, in fantasy. Cut Dan. Just, just bite the bullet. Cut yeah, Dan. But you can't do all that, though, as an organization. <laughs> you have to. Like... Bro, changes have to be. Look what we're doing. Changes have to be made. Fire, keep keep Dable, keep Shane, fire Kafka, fire Wink, yeah. fire the fire the offensive line coach now. Wink's got to go. Fire the special teams coach. I, I can't believe it's off topic, but I can't believe you guys had Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator at one point. And and my what I think we need to do. This is a hot take. Hot take here. Belichick's probably gonna be out of the Patriots. Bring Belichick into the DC. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill. Yo, Bill. Bill, come finish where you started. Bill, Bill, oh, Bill, 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 Bill. We're not going to finish that song because it's <laughs> probably trademarked, but that's what you guys need and, to do. And, and Dable used to be under Belichick. In, in Here's how I imagine that conversation going. Brian's going to pick up the phone. Ring, 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 hey, ring. Bill. You, be, you be Bill Belichick. I'll be Brian Dable. <laughs> real quick. Hey, Bill, uh, I'm looking to bring you in. DC, that, the room's yours. <laughs> We're shit. Uh, you're shit over there now, too. Why don't you leave that, that building now? Get over, get in your four flex, and I want you to drive over here right now, and we're gonna we're gonna put something together here. Belichick be like, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll see, Brian. Bill, I need you to shut the fuck up, and I need you to get in your car, and you need to get over here, okay? 
I already said a Brewski opened, and I have one open for you too. He's a beer drinker. That, that Brian Dable's a beer drinker. They're, they're, they're gonna sit in a room and make fun of Dan's film. Oh yeah. Brian needs to play some Taylor Swift too. Yeah. <laughs> Bill is a fan of Taylor Swift. He has come out and said that. But but like she's tough. But getting back to like a she's r- tough, realistic standpoint, like I don't think that's that unrealistic, honestly. No, I mean I'm sure the Bill. Whole, it's a hot take. It's a hot whole, take. Oh wait, talking talk about Belichick. Or? Bel- Belichick becoming our DC. Like, yeah. It's a I, hot take. But like, I I just want to see him break Don Shula's record. I really do. So I would more so, it's more unrealistic, but I would more so say, like, all right, just have Dable be offensive coordinator for a little bit. I'll, I'll take nah, on this head coach, let me get the record, then I'll shift over to DC. Or, like, but I could genuinely see him, like, taking on less responsibility. And, exactly. Dude, he would be a really good DC. He would be able to put his phenomenal. mind to And the job. He's phenomenal DC. That, that, that would like be Dick something, Dangio though. For them, but would he really go to the team that beat him twice in the Super Bowl? He used to be the Giants defensive coordinator. But maybe I he know, would, but then they ended up beating him but twice. Like, as he, he's always after that legacy with the. But pass. it would be kind of like a fuck you to Tom Brady too. I would like now, it. I would like it. Don't get me wrong. But even even now, like he he's always had a special spot for the Giants. Like mm. he, he always says Lawrence Taylor is the best player he's ever coached, mm. no matter what. He coached Tom Brady, and he so he still says Lawrence Taylor. And like whenever he like play against the Giants, he would always like talk like he would always say like Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Like they, they, they're doing something there. Like. He's always shown respect. Exactly. Yeah, I would yeah. like it. I'm and a lot of it. his coaches have gone there. I'm so. on board with it, dude. I really am. That's a good hot take, though. And, and you know who we bring back? Who? Okay. Joe Judge. Yeah, you bring Joe Judge back in the building, and you get that special teams on par. And that's what Joe Judge is going to do for that organization. Now he's going to he's going to actually go in there and no, sell. No, no, no. I, I, I think so. he'd be a great special teams coordinator. Honestly. I just don't want him anywhere near no, a team, no. though, right? Like <laughs> he's, he's so he's so fast. It's why like like he needs to not be anywhere near football. That's no, Joe Judge. I think I think we need to bring Belichick in as our DC. Joe Judge back in as our special teams coach. You guys I don't need know to go get fuck's going to be our OC. No, you guys need to say fuck Joe Judge and go get John Fossil because he's the best special teams coordinator of all time. Uh, you know, former oh, yeah. Rams guy. Oh yeah. You know. Nah, uh, I think we need to call up uh, the Texans quarterback coach and get him as our OC next year. Whoever it is, I don't fucking know. Yeah, with Who, CJ. Yeah, whoever's coaching CJ Stroud. I mean, they're gonna be. That's a spotlight that on that too. Get that guy. But we'll do a Giants episode where we can talk about potential moves and you know some more hot takes for you, Logan. I, I know we got a you know probably Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick. Okay. So shout that's out to Bobby Slowick. Yep. Get his name out there. Um, but. Now, we're going to kind of transfer into Brandon. If you wanted to kind of uh, go over your power rankings, post-week four power rankings for Brandon here, uh, if you want to start with uh, 32 here. Yes, sir. Starting with number 32, I'm not going to put my team this week. My team actually moved up one spot after that performance. But number 32, I have the New York Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Because as bad as the Bears are. We're worse. They can at least score 20 or more points. We don't. Yeah. And, I mean, they still have Justin Fields and TJ Moore, Daniel Jones, and... Darren Waller. Darren Waller. I mean, and who one is, target in three who quarters. Who is the wide receiver one on that depth chart? Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, oh, Paris Campbell. Oh, jeez. Paris Campbell's dog shit. He's fucking bad. Darius Slayton, Wando Robinson. Sterling Shepard had a catch. So that's... Yes. Yeah, so oh, before you... We don't even use Jalen Hyatt. The more you name, the more it gets worse. Well, yeah. We don't even use Jalen Hyde at all. Like yeah, so, maybe yeah. Cole Beasley come back up by R. <laughs> so yeah, I won't. I won't dive into it too much there. Now the Bears thirty-one move up one spot just because saw a little worse. bit of improvement, and then the yeah, the Giants are just that much worse. The Denver Broncos at number thirty, they're just there because they beat us one spot ahead of us. Number twenty-nine, I have the Arizona Cardinals. 
Just because the only reason they're above the Broncos is because they didn't put up 70 points. Number 28, I have the Carolina Panthers. 27, the Las Vegas Raiders. I like that. New York Jets, I have a 26. New England Patriots at 25. I only okay. have them ahead of them because they had to head. Okay. Um, finally, finally off the Bengals wagon now. I, shook, I had to shake his hand. I, I had to because it's like you know, we saw what we need to. 82 yeah. yards in the first game. I mean, Joe, it's come on. I forget what I had them after week one, but I think it was still inside the top 15. Week two, I still had them at 15. Week three, I had them even higher at 13. Now I have them all the way down at 24, where I think they fit in just be right they now. fit in just well right there. Um, <laughs> Back where they used to be. Number 23, I actually have the division rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, right ahead of them. Which they could honestly be very interchangeable. Yeah. I just I like that Steelers defense and coaching more. True. Number twenty two. They got the first win finally, but they didn't move up very far at all. Um, five spots to number twenty two, the Minnesota Vikings. Respectable. Number twenty one, I have the Tennessee Titans. Might be a little low, but might be a little hot. That's high for me, but yeah, I, I still I, they're gritty. They're, they've won. You they know? they, they raised a little bit. After, after last week's rankings, but pretty much right back to where they were from my week two rankings. So, okay. sort of not much going on with them. Some They're consistency. Just, yeah, We're we, bottom just, 10. we know what they are, and it's going to be nothing more, nothing less, really. Number 20, I have the Falcons really dropping. Um, this is a team I had at number eight after week two, all the way back down at number 20 right now. Damn. Um, number 19, I have the New Orleans Saints. Number 18, the Indianapolis Colts. Number 17, the Washington Commanders. I, like who, I have them raising three spots after last week, and actually a team that was in 12 of my rankings after week two. Yeah. So a lot of fluctuation, but they're moving their way back up with a really good performance, and unfortunately I think they do win the night against my Bears. Number 16, I have the Los Angeles Rams, who I was really, really fucking flipping between them and the team ahead of them at 15, the Green Bay Packers, I feel like they can really be interchangeable. Yeah. I feel like they're in the same, same playing range, field right yeah. now. And I would really be curious I, to I see that matchup. The Rams, honestly. I, I'd really be curious to see that matchup. I think I would too, now that I'm sitting and thinking about it some more. They have a better quarterback right so now. With cutback. Yeah, with yeah. Cup as well. Um, but just seeing them blow a 20 nothing point lead against the Colts, almost, I mean, they still pulled it out. They got... They got flaws. Yeah, they have flaws. They looked really good week one and dominated a really good Seahawks team that is in my top ten, which I'll get into. But um, number 14, I think my second biggest risers. As far as the start of the season, going back to week two, they're definitely my biggest risers. You might be able to predict it. The Houston Texans at number 14. Yeah. I had them at number 30 week two. I had them at 21 last week, all the way up to number 14 now. So they've moved up 16 spots in two weeks. Wow. A lot of it's just recency bias because a lot of the other teams around them are just shit. that much shit compared to them, yeah. even if they have a lot better rosters and have been better as of late. Number 13, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now that I'm looking at this, I'm actually going to switch them just because the head-to-head. Yeah. Houston just dominated them last week. So I'm actually going to have Jacksonville at 14, then Houston at 13. Okay. I have the Los Angeles Chargers at number 12. Two gritty wins could very well be 3-1, 4-0, like I said earlier. They're still not playing their best ball. I'm still taking into account Brandon Staley as to why they're not a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Number 11, I have the Cleveland Browns. I dropped them two spots from last week. I had them in the top 10. But I didn't really punish them too much after this week. Yeah. Having DTR come in. I don't know what's going on with Sean Watson. But, I mean, that's still a very good top 10 defense in my opinion. 
It is. Minus Nick Chubb, of course, but Deshaun Watson and the other weapons on that offense have been finding ways to win games. So they're going to stay at number 11 for me. Number 10, cracking back in this week, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, sir. They also moved up seven spots. I, I was not that high on them after the Eagles game, and I was not expecting this performance. If this would have been like a closer game, like a 21-17 to 17 game, I wouldn't have had them this high. But they, they really came out and impressed me. Baker... Big Dick Baker, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I mean he, he's he's balling out. Flaccid, it's like know? I said, as much as I like to clown the the Bucks, I gotta give them credit where credit's due. Number nine, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Number eight, moving down one spot, just because mm-hmm. I wasn't too impressed with their win, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Then um, I actually have the Detroit Lions swapping with them at number seven. I had them the other way around. I had Detroit eight and Baltimore seventh last week. I have them switching now. I was just more impressed with the Lions win than I was the Ravens win, and that's more so my reasoning behind that. Number six, I have the Miami Dolphins. I think we're actually dead even here from six to one, Logan. But um, number six, I have the Miami Dolphins. Yes, they got absolutely bitch slapped, but it was against a very good Bills team, which I've still yet to get into. And coming off 70 points, they were on their high horse. We all sort of agree on that, and they sort of just had a reality check. But they're still the Miami Dolphins. I'm still taking them over a lot of teams in the AFC right now. Facts. And I think a lot of it just rides on Tua, to be honest. All of it actually rides on Tua. Mm-hmm. And number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Not much else to be said about them. They rose They rose one spot after last week. Um, obviously, they had that just shitty, shitty loss to the Cardinals after I had them at number one in my fucking power rankings. I guess they had, the Cardinals had to win one game. Yeah. Know? And I guess the Cowboys had to fucking lose one game. I guess against them, not against the Niners this week, but I don't know. That's just the NFL. That's going to be a great game this week. Oh my God, I'm Um, so excited. Then, number four, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, these teams are still interchangeable, like I said last week. It's just all I'm going off of is last time I saw them against each other, the Chiefs came out with the win. But overall, I think the Eagles are a better team, top to bottom. I just think right now Pat Mahomes is going to be the X factor, and that's why I have them ahead. And it's just it's the Chiefs. Facts. Honestly, there's really no other way to put it. I know it's an easy out, but it's the Chiefs. Number two, I have the Buffalo Bills right now. Josh Allen is my MVP candidate as of now after week four. Probably, if not the best defense in all football right now, playing really, really good. And I still have yet to get Von Miller back. And as you guys know, number one will be the San Francisco 49ers. They're just taking the lead by its balls right now and just ripping them apart. Yeah. And yeah. Chemical this, castration style. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I, I would say physical. Yeah. Like just actually yeah. wrapping them and ripping yeah. them off the body. You know that kneecap speech Dan Campbell gave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan gave like a ball sack ripping yeah. speech to his guys. And they're this is the best team in football. And they honestly have been like probably the most consistent club besides the Chiefs the past five years. And maybe, maybe the Bills here and there. But like they haven't... Like, the 49ers, to me, like, are better than the Bills. I think we can agree in that statement. I think they have a better defense that will put Josh Allen on his heels a little more than any other team in the league. I think that's his, like, that would be, like, the biggest challenge right now for Josh Allen, Mm -hmm. like, in in that term. But, you know, that's definitely going to be a matchup. (laughs) Maybe we'll see one day. But um, you are, (laughs) I guess in a sense, pretty high on the Cowboys. What are your thoughts on the fact that, I mean, other than, you know, Dak had a really good game this past week. I know they're in your top five. Mm. I honestly, I was a little shocked by that because I had the Lions ahead of them. Mm. I had them at five. Um, 
they're, this is like the one time I saw the offense for them actually output. Besides week one, but like their special right. teams yeah. annihilated the, the Giants as well as their defense. And yeah. No offense, Logan. But like the past three weeks, besides this game in week four, it was mainly special teams and defense scoring. Mm-hmm. It really was. Trayvon Diggs, with that injury, obviously that's going to hurt, but their defense is still probably top two. Like we can't really argue yeah. that, you know? Yeah. But do you really think it's the offense that's putting them in there, or do you think it's genuinely like. I just wanted to it's ask you. Honestly, this. it's genuinely just a defense right now, and Dan Quinn and how they, how he has them, those boys humming. Now, a matchup between the Lions and the Cowboys would be a very, very interesting one. Do they play this year? I. They might. They might on Thanksgiving or some shit. Though. <laughs> you never know. We play them on. Well, we play them on Christmas. But I know last year that we played them during our one and six start, and they shot on us, but. That was during that weird time where we were shit. We yeah. were three thirteen and one the season prior, then started one and six. So that was awful. That was an awful start for Dan Campbell. Everyone was calling for him and Aaron Glenn's job, um, but he made adjustments. And you know, and I think genuinely we go back into Dallas. That's a different game, in my opinion. And that's just me. The defense is going to put Dak Prescott in different positions. But do they play this year, Logan? I'm gonna check. Logan. Okay. The Lions no. and the the Cowboys. No, it was. Next week or this coming week's matchups won't really do much for me if I'm if I'm comparing these two teams, the Lions and the Cowboys, as far as my power rankings. But it's going to be in the week six matchups. You guys play the Bucks and the Cowboys play the Chargers. Yeah, after you that week, play December thirtieth. Oh fuck yeah, the week after Christmas. Yeah. Yo, that's yo, that's gonna be that's so a, that's going to be a Saturday game, I believe, because I think New Year's Eve is a Sunday this year. Prime time. It's Wait, so that's a Saturday game. Yeah, because you know how they always do those Saturday games at the end of the year? Yeah. When college is done? Ooh, or right. like in bowl season? Because oh, I, I think gotta... the 31st is a Sunday. Like, gotta... I'm pretty sure New Year's Eve is a Sunday this year. So if they're playing on the 30th, that's a Saturday game. I got a request off. I got a request off. But yeah, back to your question, though. I'm, I'm still looking at that Cowboys side of the ball and the offense and Tony Pollard and that offensive line, and they still have CeeDee Lamb. And honestly... If I had to give an upper hand to one of those two offenses, I would give the Lions the upper hand mainly just because of Jared Goff in the quarterback position and the tight end position with Sam Laporte. I think he's better than Shoemaker and everyone else, at, and Jake Ferguson and everyone else. At, and The in, Cowboys uh, do have better receivers, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a whole. Amon Ra is a dog, don't get me wrong, but... I think CeeDee Lamb is... He's obviously ahead of Amon Ra, but not by a lot. Not. It's very, very close, in my opinion. Like, if I'm... If I'm ranking them, I would say C.D. Lamb's probably, like, off the top of my head, seven or eight in the league right now, then Amon Raw's, like, nine or ten. Yeah. As far as, like, ranking receivers. Like, they're they're right there together. I agree. I would just give C.D. Lamb the slight edge just because of his... His overall is his speed and athleticism and his, yeah. I don't know, he's just a difference maker. And he doesn't even play slot. Like, he, yeah. he's, like, an outside matchup. He can do it all, though. Yeah, he can. And Amon Ra is not really built for that. Like he's a, he's gonna be like that technician in the slot. So I would, I would say they're dead even on the offense side of the ball. I just think as well as that Detroit's defense has been this year, that Cowboys defense is just miles ahead of a lot of people right now, and that's why I'm sort of giving them that slight edge. I agree with that. I, I think that obviously the Detroit Lions still have unproven ground. They still have mm. to prove the league that their defense can still do this consistently. But we've played against some good teams so far. Yeah. Uh, and the Cowboys, this is their first real test of the season. And we're going to get into our predictions here, everyone. So stay tuned for this. I know this has been a long episode. 
Um, you know, if you've been taking breaks and stuff, you know, shout out. But uh, if you've listened to it all the way through, we got some snacks. I know yeah. some people are. Yeah, shout out to everyone out there for actually some, showing There's some good NFL content. Man. Yeah, seriously. We're just talking some ball here. Talk, talk, shooting some <laughs> shit, talking some ball out here, you know? But, uh, you know, speaking of football, this is Thursday. Mm. This is going to be coming out Thursday afternoon-ish before the Thursday night matchup between the Chicago Bears at Washington, taking on the Commanders. Obviously, if you have Prime, you have to watch it on there. But, uh, wow, this is uh, not the prime time game I expected, nor I think anyone did. I think When I heard this on Monday, I was like, yo, what's going on on Thursday night? And I'm like, oh, fuck, this, what? This was actually a Thursday night matchup last year, too. Yeah. Oh, so they got a little, maybe a little rivalry going, maybe? Or um, was they it? won, it was, I think, 12-7. to 7. Oh, jeez. Washington won 12-7. to 7. <laughs> Oh, dude, no, bro. I think Sam Howell's going to put out more points, but I think this will actually be a good game. I hope it will. I hope it will for too. the sake of football. Both teams are a lot better on paper than they were, than last, they were year. last year. For some reason, the Bears aren't playing that way. Um, but if any, if anything like last week is an indication, then I think this will be a really good game. If there's any game that they should win, they should win now, bro. As a Bears fan, you guys should really be hopeful for a win here tonight. Um, obviously, that front four for Washington is a threat. But I, I, I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm going to take the commanders here. I'm going to take them probably 24 to 14. I think, I think honestly, it'll just be a show of just the O-line not being able to do what they haven't been able to do all season. Is yeah. to, I mean, last year, last week we saw that. We saw him. Yeah. He was creating up plays. In, up until the end. He was creating part. plays. But the one thing that I will remain hopeful for is if he's able to do what he did last week and expose that secondary like Jalen Hurts did, I mean, there's some tape out there there's now. A chance. Hey, man, if you throw it up there to DJ Moore, bro, just say fuck it once or twice in this game, he might come down with those. So, yeah. you know, tr- try and take advantage that's, of the deep ball. That's like, what we brought him in for. And Justin Fields needs to do one thing and one thing alone the, the first half of the game. Mute his headset <laughs> so that he can't hear whoever's call, like playing the calls. He needs to just fucking say fuck it, I want to play backyard yeah. ball, and he could win. He, he did it last year. He nearly beat the Lions twice and last year. but he, We you know, were 3-14 and 14 last year, but... Eight of those games were one-score games, and they were one-score games because of Justin Fields solely. Yeah, solely because of Justin Fields. I agree with that. And let's, Logan. How about yourself? Did you want to get into your prediction here? Uh, I'm gonna take Washington. <sighs> take the under. I'm gonna say like 17 to seven. Okay, so low scoring yeah. still. And Brandon, as a Bears fan, I want to give you your time to talk about your pregame here, pregame thoughts. Break it down, take as much time as you need. And I just want to preface to everyone out there, we're kind of going to go a little quick on the rest of these games' predictions. We'll take time on our game, like our team's like game and stuff, but just for the sake of time, we you know don't want to have like a four-hour you know recap episode on, yeah. on this. You know? And I'll save a lot of this for the Windy City Reports episode that will be coming out today as well before the game, but I'm just going to give my prediction. It'll be a clean sweep here. I think Washington's going to win as well. Now, the spread's minus six for Washington. I think the Bears will cover that. I mm-hmm. think this will be like a 21-17 to 17 type game. Um, the over-under is 44.5. I <laughs> By any means, will this game reach that? Fuck no. But it I might. Think, you never know. Yeah, you really do never know. But I think I think the Bears cover that six-point spread yeah. but still lose this game 21-17. Okay. okay. And the next game, first game of Sunday at 9.30 in London, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be taking on the Buffalo Bills. I'm actually going to take Jacksonville because of the travel. They've been there for a week. I think they can beat the Bills. And it's low-key a trap game. It is. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will win like 24, maybe 28 to like 24 type shit. 
I don't think it'll go over 30. I don't think each team will go over 30. Now, you did pick the Bills in the Carroll Football League, though. I did. Oh, okay. I got to I got to actually go with what I said. <laughs> I I was thinking about, you know, I didn't think about the London thing when I was making those picks. I'm not going to lie, but I, I guess I agree with you. I mean, I'm honestly in the same boat with you cuz I did the same thing, but now I started thinking about it. I'm like, shit. That could be a trap game, but then I'm like, damn, the Bills did also just fucking obliterate Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it honestly it's either or. Yeah, I'm taking Buffalo. I, okay. I, I think Buffalo's going to win. I just think they're they're locked in right now. Okay. Like, I I can't see a scenario where it's a trap game though. Honestly, and they, they've struggled with Jacksonville before. I will. I'll, I'm gonna go Buffalo, based on the fact of last week's performance. They scored more points and their offense looks better. But I, I, I'm not gonna touch this game if you're betting. Yeah. Like I think Jacksonville can easily win this game too. Like they've been there for two weeks now, almost three weeks. Like they have the, they have the, they've been prepared. What's they're, actually they're, fucking crazy is that they're almost. London, not London, Vegas is predicting this the same as the Commanders-Bears game. They're giving Buffalo minus five and a half over Jacksonville. That's kind of crazy to me that, like, you have a team like Washington getting six over a team like Chicago, then you have a team like Buffalo getting almost six over a team like Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a little sketchy. Then again, you expect the Bills to win by a touchdown if you're picking the Bills. So, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Bills as well. I'm not touching this game betting-wise either. I'm going to say... 31 24 I'll go 28 to 21 I guess I'm, I'm gonna go 31 30 it's gonna be no better one okay. point game I think I think the bills pull it out with the with the last second field goal okay some nice London drama some London drama and they're playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium pretty cool that was another cool part of it too is that they played at Wembley last week so yeah. then they have that back to back they have to play at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well that's which is a brand new stadium beautiful very very beautiful so it's it's just really cool as a whole and to kick off the one o'clock games the houston texans travel to atlanta i'm going to take the texans here over atlanta based on the texans kind of trending upwards and atlanta trending downwards but uh, i'm going to take houston probably 28 to like 17 in my opinion uh, what, are, what are your guys I, thoughts i agree with you I'm, I'm taking houston and it's gonna be hard for me to not start cj Stroud this week in fantasy but yeah, I, I think I'm on the same boat with you. I think it's going to be like a 28-17, to 31-17, something like that. I think Houston will figure out how to stop the run against Atlanta. I think so. Domingo Ryan is a smart defensive-minded head coach yeah. coming from a great team in the San Francisco 49ers. They'll shut this team yeah. down, I think. Even though Atlanta's at home, I'm still going to take Houston for sure. What about you, Brandon? I'm right there with you guys. Another clean sweep for us. That's three straight clean sweeps mm-hmm. to start the – to start the slate so far, which yeah, is kind of crazy. It is crazy. Um, it's about to be four, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, Atlanta's actually favored in this game by one and a half, really? so if I am I am taking Houston, I'm going to take like a more of a lower scoring game, like 24 to 10 okay. type of game. Okay. But I'm going to take Houston. I'm hammering that spread on Houston to get plus one and a half on this. But other than that, I don't really yeah. have much to say. I think, once again, the Falcons are just too one-dimensional. CJ Stroud will struggle a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if he threw his first pick this yeah. week. Yeah. Against a very, in very Atlanta. good uh, yeah, against a very good secondary as well, where I still think he throws for like two or three touchdowns. And, and I will say this, the crowd factor will be a a, a factor there because people in Atlanta are showing up for Bajan, bro. He's a he's a crowd drawer, ticket seller, if you will. Um, but the next game on the one o'clock slate is the Carolina Panthers <laughs> traveling to the Detroit Lions. And you can speak for all of us, sure. Um I think we're all gonna take Detroit here. Um <laughs> Pretty handedly. Actually, 
Yeah, actually, no, I think Bryce Young is he's going to come out and evade that that, that rush. Yeah. Uh, Chuba so Hubbard. Touchdowns. Chuba Hubbard, four hundred yards on the ground. <laughs> no, I, I'm taking Detroit here handedly. This is a safe bet of the week, in my opinion. Thirty-eight to six. It could be nine. It could be that bad, bro. It that's could my be. Prediction. Their defense is bad. Thirty-eight to nine. That's, that's my prediction. It's bad. Um, but anyone have any other thoughts on that? No, nope, just another clean sweep. <laughs> another blowout. And then Tennessee at Indy. Uh, I, I'm actually going to I'm gonna go Indy here. I've been riding on Anthony Richardson. I think he can win this game, bro. I think he can. I, I like Steichen. I like he, he's going to draw something up here. It's probably going to be high scoring because Derrick Henry could go off. But I, I think... I see Tennessee out or Tannehill having a shitter performance. Yeah, Tannehill, he's, he's not been playing well, but I think I think Indy could outplay them. On every I, I agree. I'm going to take Indy as well. I'm going to say like... 27-14, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I think, actually, I would go, like, 21 to, like, 13. Maybe a little closer than that. Yeah, 24-21. Yeah. What about you, Ben? This is uh, the first game we don't have a clean sweep on, actually. You're taking That's the Titans. I'm, I'm taking the Titans here. Um, it's a underdog game for Mike Vrabel. Divisional game on the road. You never know how that's going to go. It's a rookie quarterback. And um, banking off another vintage game from Derrick Henry. The main reason I'm sticking with the Titans is because I picked them in the Carroll Football League, and I was sort of in the same boat with you in that Jags game, and while we were talking about our re- recap, I was kind of selling myself more on the Colts, and I kind of wish I would have took the Colts more, <laughs> but I have to ride with what I picked. And hey, I, I gotta, the week hasn't started. You can always send a readjustment. I can. We yeah. can do that? Yeah. You can. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was like... If you check the chat, Caden's done it. It has to be before Thursday night kickoff, though. So if you guys don't know, we're in a pick'em league with the whole family, huh. and a bunch of the friends are in there. So it's called the Carroll Football League. There's a trophy involved, so it's intense. You know, you, you and Caden's won it back to back years. Yeah, I've heard back to back years, bro. Just a just a cock about it too. He has him by the TV. I mean, it's Caden. Yeah, shout out to Caden, but dude, put the TVs in your put the put the fucking trophies in your room, bro. You have them just out so everyone can, you know, just get jealous about them, but. You know, he's won, you know, gotta give him props. And I was I was actually wrong. The Titans are actually favored this game by two points. Okay. Which I'm kinda of shocked about. Well they they did beat Cleveland handily, but I feel like this is just a this is a game where people are just gonna lose money betting on though. You yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch this. I'm still gonna I might change my pick in the Carroll League by tonight. I'm I might not. But for now I'm still gonna ride with the Titans just because I I really do think Jonathan Taylor can have that potential to just change that offense come the rest of the season, but I don't think it's going to be right away like okay. that. So I think this is going to be a game where they're still trying to feel it out, and that defense for Tennessee right now is humming. Okay, They're playing good. That front seven is very, very good with Jeffrey Simmons leading the way. And Bud Dupree's there. Bud Dupree's there as well. He was all over the field on, on Sunday against Cincinnati. Then I just, I don't know, man. I like... I like the Titans' weapons more than I like the Colts' weapons right now. It's it's really close, but I, I still think DeAndre Hopkins takes the cake over Michael Pittman Jr. Derrick Henry will still take the cake over the Colts' rushing attack, even with the Jonathan Taylor coming back. Yeah, because he's more in rhythm. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I just, I'm going to ride with the coaching over this one as well. I mean, the, the Colts were just down 20 nothing at home against the Rams team. That's still very good. We talked about that earlier in this episode. They did bring it back, almost won it, but... Still almost, you know. Yeah. You can't really rely on that type of football week in and week out. True. So, I don't know. I might eat my words. I feel like I will eat my words, but I'm going to have to ride with my gut and stick with Tennessee here. I think it's a smart pick. I'm just honestly riding on the playmaking ability of Anthony Richardson and obviously Which the you young... Can't, I, I mean, I can't fault you for that either, dude. The new coach in Steichen, he's looking decent, bro. He's looking... He has upside. 
And this next game, what do you guys... Another, another clean sweep? Uh, actually, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually am going to take the Giants in this. Really? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm actually going <laughs> to... No, I'm <laughs> laugh at me. But I, after this... It's a trap game. After this... No, it's not. No, it's no, a trap game. After this last week, I personally believe that there is no way, in no way, that they come out and do this again. I actually believe that Dayball is going to do something like he did last year, instill something in his guys, bro. Just something. He has better players on his fucking team. I don't know what was happening. I, I'm choosing the Giants in a very close nail-biter. This is a nail-biter for me. 24-21. I think we're Logan, gonna lose. I want you to listen to what I just said. 24-21 Giants. I, I think we're going to lose 69-6. to 69, huh? <laughs> How okay? I, th- I, I think uh, we'll, we'll explain Daniels those points. Is going to get to that exact number and just call it a day. Or like put out fucking who, who's their backup? Oh, Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson just <laughs> kneel the ball every drive. Mike White, hey, two good ones, man. Yeah, Mike White's a good. Yeah, shout out to Mike White, bro. Damn. <coughs> I have a, uh, I have quite the predictions to follow up on here. Shit, I have a <laughs> upset nail biter. Then I have a sixty-nine to six. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck yeah, you're here, but um, yeah. <laughs> did not expect that, did you? <laughs> no, I do. Like I said, I do think this could be a trap game for Miami. I mean, coming Hell off, no, coming off the point where they almost set the in record Miami. all the time, <laughs> dude. I've seen worse happen in Miami when Miami was supposed to win. Hey, we have and that Colfro coming in. Ooh, true. It's not gonna be that bad this weekend. Yeah, we're supposed to get sixties in our area. Oh, I still think Miami wins this game handily, but I would not be surprised if this ends up being a close game. I would not be surprised, but I'm, I'm riding with Miami. Dude, Dan has to do something, bro. He's not, bro. I think it's gonna be like a 35 to 17 win for Miami. 35 to five. But I, I trust. I, I would not be surprised if this was a game that it ended up being close. Yeah, nah, but I'm not so. betting on it. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, okay. Hammer the Dolphins spread, whatever it is. What is it? Minus 14. Honestly, if you have Dolphins, hammer it. Hammer it. Um, let's get it. Died. The, Fuck. Oh, this but next game. This next game we can get into is the New Orleans Saints traveling to New England, taking on the Patriots. I'm going to be taking the draw here. Um, I think this will be a 12-12 game, um, and I think we'll see the first draw of the season. And I'm saying that in all seriousness. I I don't think either of these teams are good, and I don't have faith in either offense. Honestly, the coaching at either end of the the, football field, I just don't believe in it. I really... I think this will be a very, very... Don't watch this game. Don't bet on it. Don't watch it. Just Should we all just say fuck it and go for a tie here? I, I'm going for a tie. I'm deadass going for a tie. I believe it'll be a tie. Unless no. unless someone goes... Like, unless someone explodes, bro. Alan Kamara explodes or... Because when I try to tell myself... When I try to talk myself into why the Saints will win, I'm like, oh, fuck. But then the Patriots will do this. But then when I try to talk myself on why the Patriots will win, I'm like, oh, fuck. But then the Saints have this. I'm going to say 9-9. Nine, nine. No 12, touchdowns. I'm going to say 12-12. No <laughs> touchdowns. Three field goals from each side. Okay. Okay. And then this next game, Baltimore's traveling to Pittsburgh and taking on the Steelers. I'm taking Baltimore here handedly, 28-7. Um, Pittsburgh's going to get shut down here, in my opinion, by a great defense. And Lamar's just looking like an MVP. He's tr- like he didn't The first three weeks, no. But he's trending in that direction now. And I'm, I believe in the Ravens' offense now. They're honestly a receiver away from me. For being a Super mm. Bowl contender, they really could have used like Zay Flowers is good, but don't get me wrong, they really could have used that wide receiver too. 
like like a T Higgins esque guy, and I know that they're still hoping Higgins, they're still hoping Rashad Bateman can be that guy. He's, he's not, just got to stay healthy. He's he's not. I, I can tell you, he's not. We saw glimpses of it last year for a little bit, but the consistency is not yeah, there. He's just, he just can't really stay healthy. What are you guys' thoughts on this game, though? Baltimore, easy. Okay. 30. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Baltimore. I, I mean, it's gonna be. I think I don't know, man. I I never want to say a Mike Tomlin team's gonna get blown out in back to back weeks. But so I'm gonna. I mean, just like the defense it's a division, can't carry It's them, a divisional bro. game. It's at home in Pittsburgh. Unless I think, TJ Watt goes off. And I think this is going to be a 20-13 to 13 victory by Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, I think... I'm going to say 20-13, yeah, 24-13. I think it's going to be... Baltimore's not going to light it up, but they're, they're going to win by you know, a significant margin. They're going to control the game, but yeah. they're not going to dominate it. For sure. And blow them out. I mean, it's a divisional game. Mike Tomlin knows his team... Like the back of his hand. Really good coaching matchup, though. I mean, it is. John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin, like two coaches that no one really talks about anymore. But they're definitely Hall of Famers. One hundred percent. But this next game consists of another potential, honestly, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer and Sean McVay. Um, just based on what he's done with the talent with Aaron Donald and just some of the players, Todd Gurley, and just the players he's had. You just got to look at also the the rings he's been at two Super Bowls. He's won one. If Pete Carroll is a Hall of Famer, so is he. Um, but their take on the Eagles, this is a really good matchup in my opinion. This will be a lot better of a game than people expect. Um, but I think the Eagles win this probably 31-27. to 27. Um, But what about you guys? Which one is this? Uh, the Eagles take on the Rams. Eagles-Rams. Uh, you know, I, this is a good game. Like, it is. I'm going to take the Eagles. They're going to go to 5-0. and But I think this, is, this will be a good game. 31-27, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, that, that's definitely an interesting game. I, I'm gonna get this light edge to the Eagles. Something better to, overall team. I'm gonna watch that game. I'm gonna actually. I think I'm. I think that might be a sleeper game of the week. Yeah, I think so as well. I agree. And I'm actually. I'm actually gonna take the Rams with the upset here. I think oh. the Eagles will get their first loss of the season. And I mean, my mom's not gonna like to hear this. I know. I know. I, I really hate to pick against them, but I think this will be the game that they just. The flaws that they've been exposed with the first four weeks Facts. come back to bite them in the ass. And that's a very depleted and kind of a poor playing secondary right now. And we've touched on Matthew Stafford and that offense and those weapons. And it's at home in L.A. I yeah. just think I think this is going to be a game that the, the Eagles will sort of kind of bypass in a way. And I think it's going to come back to bite them in the ass. They're favored by four and a half. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict the Rams, the Rams victory in a close one. 27-24. Okay. Uh, okay, so a really close one. Um, I like it. I like it because I could see it going that way as well. Uh, but the next game is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. This is a terrible game. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking the Cardinals, bro. Fuck it. Why not? I'm taking the Cardinals 13-10. to 10. That's my score prediction for this game. I'm going to take the Bengals 13-10. Okay. Yeah. So a little flip-flop yeah, I'm, there. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to ride with the Bengals. I'm going to say 17-10. What's with the tens here? Like, this game's gonna suck. Don't watch it. Don't bet on it. Who cares? Um, next game. <laughs> even worse. Even worse, bro. Jesus. The Jets take on Denver. And Denver, I'm taking. Uh, God, Zach Wilson might get his first win here. Two ties. Well, he did, he actually did get a win. Two ties. As a backup, didn't go on his win column. Uh, two. Oh, maybe a t- two maybe ties? A tie. Yeah, maybe another tie here. Uh, fuck, bro. What will the tie be? Fucking zero zero. Oh, maybe, bro. It might be. I, Denver has a terrible defense. Like, on paper, it might be the worst of all time. Uh, Denver's favorite by bro. two. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, bro, but give me the Jets. 
I'm yeah. actually going to take the Jets as well. Give me the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets. Clean sweep. 23-17. Who would have thunk that we all would have just took the Jets in a clean sweep? I, I feel like I'm going to vomit saying that, though. Like, I, Zach Wilson. 16. But that's 17, just how 16. bad that defense is, bro. And even if it's not Zach Wilson, they still have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Yeah. Really they could take over the game alone, dude. And the defense alone. Like, it's elite. Um, but the next game is Kansas City Chiefs going to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. Kansas City, obviously, I'm not going to bet against them. Um, obviously, if they're playing the Lions, I'll bet against them. They beat them, but every other team they've beat. So the Vikings, they're 1-3. I have no faith in them playing against quality talent, um, especially if it comes down to a close matchup. I, I think the Chiefs will uh, come away here with the win, probably like 27-20, in my opinion. What are your guys' thoughts on this? This is the Chiefs game? Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, I think. You know, it's going to be another close game that uh, I think the Vikings will probably lose, though. Yeah. So, I, I think it'll be like 30-27, 30 something like that. 30-20, to 20, something, something like that. Okay. How about yourself, Brandon? Another clean sweep, going with the Chiefs, 30-17. Okay. Yeah, I think Chris Jones in this defense just makes a huge impact and just creates more turnovers, and that's what loses them the game. And Justin Jefferson in this offense is only going to be able to do so much. Mm-hmm. Facts. The final game of Sunday is going to be the Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco the taking week. on taking on excuse me taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Like you said, Logan, game of the week by far. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers here. I think they're the better. I, I think they have the better offense, but also I think their defense is going to expose Dak Prescott again, like they have in the past two times they've met. Um, so I'm going to ride on that. I'm taking the 49ers in a win, 31 to 24. Hmm. How about yourself, Logan? Mm, this, is, this is a tough one to predict. I think it's going to be high, higher scoring. I think I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers at home. I'm going to say like 41 to 38, 38 to something like that. I think it'll be high scoring. You think that defense sure. is going to put up that much? I think so. Maybe some defensive touchdowns in there. You never know. Sure. I, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about yourself, Brandon? I'm with you guys. Niners are going to win this game. They're favored by four. I think they'll cover really? it as well. Yeah. They're favored by four. I'm not going to touch the spread, but I would touch the over/under. Over/under is 45. I would I would touch over. the over on that. Yeah. Um, but I could also see this just being a low-scoring game at the same time True. for whatever reason. Because I mean, Brock Purdy's not known for lighting up the stat sheet. He can though. He has to. This is also a very good defense. Yeah. So and, top two defenses are battling on Sunday night. So yeah, this is so, game, possibly game of the year. You never know in the regular. But I, I I still think. The safer bet is the over on this on this one. Okay. And I think the Niners pull away with like a, a 35 to 24 victory. Okay. I respect that. Um, on Monday night, final game of week five. And obviously, make sure you guys stay tuned in to next week's NFL content. We have tons of stuff. Obviously, stay tuned for Windy City Reports and Detroit Lions coverage. Yep. Shout out Jeff. Shout out to Jeff because, you know, <laughs> this is a game I know he's going to be watching Monday night on October 9th. The Green Bay Packers are traveling into Las Vegas and battling the Raiders. At 8:15 p.m. at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and uh, I'm—I don't know, man. I'm gonna take the Packers, probably 23 to 16 in this game. It's gonna be a very weird primetime game again. Probably not a good one. But if Aiden O'Connell's starting, I, I, maybe they could have a chance of winning. I like Aiden O'Connell. Like me and you, we were high on him in preseason. He didn't play too bad with the pressure he was no, under last no, week, no, and. If he's able to have a clean pocket, maybe he can actually show some promise. Sneak in a win. Yeah, why not, bro? But I I still think the safe bet is the Packers. But I wouldn't touch this game if you're betting, uh, especially like money line. This could be like really close or like just oddly like 
just a shit on like fest for the Raiders. They could just play a Josh McDaniels type game. And again, shout out to Jeff. Sorry you're a fan of this team, but hopefully you get a new coach here you know, after the bye or during the bye. But what are you guys' thoughts on this final game of Week Five? I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the easy choice is the Packers. I, I think I'm gonna say like 27 to 14. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Brandon, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I think the Packers win this one. I think they score a little bit more. I think having a Christian Watson and Aaron Jones off a of snap count this week, getting more involved, getting more into the rhythm with things, Matt Lafleur's creativity. I think they're gonna put up. 30 points on this defense and they're going to win this convincingly like 30 to 10 and it's going to be another just Shit abysmal prime time game, prime time game. Yeah. yeah it's yeah it's not going to be fun to watch and I hate to see the Packers win I hate to even predict a Packers win like that because it's fuck the Packers the day I die but <laughs> yeah I think this is going to be too much they're too good of a team compared to the Raiders the Raiders are just shite yeah they are shite they're, they're going to be I think they're going to have the worst record in the AFC this year I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They're 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 gonna be right my, there. I think my hot take is that Devontae Adams is traded by the trade deadline because of how bad they're doing. So to the Lions, son. I love that. Cool. Glad yeah. we got that settled. Yeah. So I do. We'll, we'll, we'll take a Mon Raw from you guys. Then. No. No. Uh, or Jamison Williams or something. <laughs> no. I'm actually debating on starting Jamison Williams this week. I uh, fuck it, bro. Fuck it. Against Carolina, they suck. <laughs> they suck. Deep ball, the deep ball is going to be there. You want Jeremy Chin, that old ass, on Jameson Williams? Bro? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm confident in Jameson. I, uh, I need wide receiver help this week because uh, Tyler Lockett's on a bye. And I just, I don't know about My receivers are Calvin Ridley and Tank Dell. Then I have Jameson Williams sitting on my bench. I'm, I'm Even in my flex because I have Javante Williams that might be out too. So Put him in your flex. I would. But everyone out there, we really appreciate you for tuning in to this NFL Week 4 recap. We know it was a long episode, but we hope you uh, you know maybe learned something. Maybe are going to hit us up and say you fucking suck or, hey, man, you're, you're right about that. Who knows? But make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at T-Time Reports. Again, shout out to Brandon for uh, running the TikTok, and we have another clip up there, some more to come. Uh, and make sure you're subbed to the YouTube channel as well, at T-Time Reports. And thank you so much for tuning in. And Brandon and Logan. Thank you guys for hopping on this episode. I know it was almost three hours, our longest one yet. So, I mean, shout out to the boys. Shout out to the team here putting in the work and, and definitely putting this content out there so everyone can enjoy and maybe learn something and get involved a little more into the community we're trying to create in a sense. You know, that's kind of the most important thing uh, to, I guess, all of us. But, uh, again, thank you, all, thank you everyone out there for listening in and thank you boys for hopping on this episode. Take care, everyone. Peace.